vigilante Wilson here on the second episode of Culture Crime Fighters. This is the first episode, of course, was on my partner in Culture Crime Fighting's channel, Matt from Fireball Productions. Hey, Matt. What's up, my man? What's up? And I want to give a, a big shout to all those culture villains. We're out. We're going to get you. Your crime yeah. no longer go unpunished. We are here and we are going to take you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely are. I'm glad you remembered the the little uh, spiel because it's really cool. Hold on, let me <laughs> that's fun. Oh, damn iPod! I'm like, what is that in the shot? I was uh, watching Gary before he came on. I'm like, why is that in the shot? I was listening to but, that too. It's a good stream. Yeah. Gary was like cheery and optimistic today. It was nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. Um, Century yeah. here. Oh yeah, we have uh, Fimber came in early. Uh, yeah, so Fimber, hell, Fimber. I don't know if you're here or if you came back, but yeah, I'm sure we'll end up having you on the stream, man. Hey, Ascension Dildo, sup, Yo. nerds? <laughs> you ain't shit, Matt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> shit talking from Ascension Dildo. Dildo is fun. <laughs> yeah, man, love Ascension Dildo. Funny guy. Uh, we do have some things to talk about. Uh, you you sent me the Patrice. Uh, O'Neill documentary, and I think that actually does link into some modern, you know, some stuff going on now. Yeah, with uh, one uh, ginger guy in particular that I have a bone to pick with, and uh, Burr? yeah, major right. bone to pick with. Get but it. I, I want to hear before I, before I, I get on my spiel, I really want to hear your thoughts. I'm very interested in your thoughts. We haven't talked beforehand. Uh, what did you think on this Patrice O'Neill documentary? I mean, overall, I liked it, you know, yeah. He's a he's such an Im important guy in comedy. He's hilarious. Uh, he's one of my favorite comics, uh, you know, ever. And uh, he is the type of guy that a lot of people still don't know. And I think a documentary like this can help open him up to a new audience. Uh, yeah. And it was it was interesting to see like his childhood photos and all that, and kind of get like the whole scope of his journey. And they did a pretty good job of highlighting his flaws as much as his positive. Uh, qualities which i really thought yeah. was smart i like yeah i definitely like that but go ahead no it's just it's the only thing i took issue with was like this racial narrative that was like running through it like laurie kill martin <clears throat> the comic was like yeah and like his jokes would expose how racist white people were it's like that is so not what patrice was about like he talked about race but the idea that he was like this righteous crusader like <laughs> battling against the weight of white oppression is such a mischaracterization of the guy and what he stood for. Yeah. You know, mischaracterization I, that I did have an issue with myself, but that wasn't my major issue. But mis mis mischaracterization, I almost feel like misunderstanding was the issues that I had with it. I was glad that they highlighted his, his faults and, and his flaws yeah. along with everything else that, and in fact, I, there's like a point early in the documentary where I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Patrice O'Neill documentary. This feels like every documentary that has ever been done. Yeah. And then I think it's uh, a spoiler alert for the whole documentary. Everyone. I think it's Danielle Rollins who finally kind of breaks the ice and like, listen, Patrice O'Neill was an asshole. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, finally. There that we made go. me laugh. Well, there was Bob Kelly early on said like, yeah, I know this documentary is supposed to be like jerking him off. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Patrice. yeah. 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 That's the thing. You can't. You can't talk about Patrice without talking about like how abrasive he could be or just how, yeah, like Donnell saying he was an asshole. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was an asshole. That, that's that's how you have to talk about him. And I, I, I was glad they talked about him like that. I, I, I kind of come, okay, now this is, 
This is this is more true to Patrice. Uh, they showed like his eccentricities, like the shit he would tell his mom and shit like that. Um, Ascension dildo. Yes, it was indeed a white woman. Where are the white women at? Was she's a writer? Um, she's she's a like I guess she's a comic. And I've never I, I've never heard anything she's ever said. I don't know who she's never been on a podcast I listen to. I'm a huge fan yeah. of comics. She somehow has never made it across my purview. It uh, doesn't mean yeah. she's not funny, but it's just interesting i think she's a writer on conan okay you know okay that's not a good sign to me ascension dildo says male gingers get the axe females ginger i guess get the uh pipe (laughs) oh i'm here and thanks fireball for the help give it to me sorry for couldn't answer back my early back early work has been a pain in my ass Oh yeah, because you he, you finally did answer him back about the he, I think he sent you a script a while ago or something like that. Yeah, I, I assume that's what he's he's talking about. Yeah, I gave him uh, I gave him detailed notes about um, uh, a uh, a project that he was working on, and it was there were some really good ideas in there. I just I kind of wanted to contextualize some of it for him and just like just give him some insight onto what would work as far as like a show structure. Like he had some yeah. clever ideas. My favorite part was his villain. I don't want to give anything away, but I yeah yeah yeah. He he does it. have some really good ideas. That's yeah, why I'm like he's only eighteen. I still think he's eighteen, right? Okay. So yeah, I'm like he's young. It's good that you know we have somebody like that. So in ten years, he's writing these stories instead of the hacks they have writing them now. Yeah, I mean if he's if he that's cool. I like that. You know, if he's got that kind of uh, ambition and he's already got like well crafted ideas, you know, it's it's good. It's like, you know, encouraging. I did. There is a, there is a story I wanted to talk about. Not right now because I know we're on the yeah. Patricia. Remind me about hope. Hope within the youth. Hope. Hope okay. for the future. Okay. So, cool. All right. So okay. so uh, the Patrice thing. Yeah. Uh, let me get a few comments and then just. Uh, oh, okay. Sure. I don't know. I I, I got a thing. I just always want the commenters. I appreciate that any of you guys show up, man. This is cool. It's cool to have this many subs. Yeah, there's already five or six people in here. So that's really cool. So what's up to Henry Sherman? Appreciate you showing up. And yeah, it was indeed a white woman. Yeah. Uh, real comedians aren't social justice war- warriors. We make the pe- make people laugh, bring some joy. So the opposite of the SJWs and the Wokies. I agree with that. I agree. And it, I find it. That's why I, I've, I find myself more and more frustrated with the modern comedy scene is so many people. They're bowing to it. You know, it's like they yeah. some some talk shit, but some. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sending you. I'm, sorry, I'm sending you a link. It's not relevant yet, but uh, it will. Okay, okay, and yeah, since you did though, Patrice would hate everyone jerking him off. Cameron's <laughs> going to turn 19 this Friday. Happy uh, early birthday! Ah, happy birthday, brother! And disease is here. Feeling old. Hello, disease. Disease. Yeah. <laughs> disease. Yeah. All right. So yeah, go back to the Patrice thing. I, I will just. I'll probably let comments pile up a little bit, and then we can uh, go into what else. So yeah. Uh, other thoughts on the Patrice O'Neill documentary? I mean, nothing else that was like, you know, I still don't think it nailed who the guy was. I agree. It still didn't capture his essence to me. It kind of told about him, but it doesn't seem like it came from someone who knew him. Um, and there was a really glaring hole in uh, Anthony Cumia not being in that documentary anywhere. Um, yeah, I agree his, with that. His on-air discussions with Patrice, I mean some of the most definitive things he's ever been a part of uh, and some of the most interesting conversations. And they, they just kind of glossed over it. They barely mentioned it. And I thought that was a really a glaring omission in my opinion. And, and to me, um, the glaring thing 
with me. You know, I I, I should probably wait because I have like there's some real like fundamental issues that I have, and I'm I'm pointing out Bill Burr, but I think you know your boy Norton as well. I have issues with. Um, I'd love to get into it. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have any issues with them, but I'd love to hear what yours are because maybe I didn't, maybe I missed it. Um, so they left out too, like, well, go on. Well, we can get it out. No, what did they leave out? Because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a diehard Patrice O'Neill fan. I like his comedy, and I know who he is, and I've known who he was since he was alive. You know what I mean? I've been like, you know, liking his stuff since then. Well, I'm not I, a diehard fan, but what, so what else was left out? The link that I sent you was his last appearance on Fox News, and it was a really infamous appearance. It was this de- debate set up with this woman from the now the National Organization of Women, uh-huh. and he just destroys her. And this is proto cancel culture stuff. This is like 2009, 2010. So this is yeah. like they're still going after people like special interest group. We're still trying to get people fired and get like things they didn't like taken off the air. And he went and just eviscerated this woman on Fox News and, like, got laughs from the cameraman, like, just murdered <laughs> this person. And it was such a, to me, it was such an important interview, and it's especially nowadays, and for it to not be mentioned at all, I felt was pretty uh, pretty bad omission. Yeah, there were a few, I think, yeah, they did omit, like, some of, there was, like, another debate he has, I think it's on Opie and Anthony with this, like, weird, I don't know if she was a feminist, but she wrote this, like, book on relationships, uh-huh, I know you're talking about Doctor yeah. X or Doctor Z or whatever. Yeah, she's like this doctor thought, and she wrote a book on relationships, and Patrice just destroys her, and that's another <laughs> like kind of a classic Patrice thing. Yeah. So my main issue with Bill Burr, and it, yeah. I, I first I was watching the whole documentary, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm too I'm being, being too harsh. When I saw his fucking name as an executive producer credit, I'm like, nope, not harsh at all. That means he had creative control. He had the ability to be true to this guy's essence. You brought up the race issue, which um, you know, oh, he's the champion of race. That's not who who Patrice was. If he's a if he's a champion of anything, he's a champion of honesty and of free speech. Yes, and he would say and, shit like, you know, nowadays white guys can't say anything. He would say shit like that. Patrice O'Neill, yeah. that, that whole narrative of him being like this, like a social justice comic, is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And again, that's the issues that I'm putting on Bill Burr's feet. Like, okay, I'm not a diehard fan. How close were Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill? Like brothers. I thought, okay. So he's close enough to know him well enough to that him being an executive producer, the flaws do kind of like, I'm not crazy for, am I crazy for saying, hey, some of these flaws, he has a role in them for at least not pointing my, I get that this is a documentary. You can only do so much, oh. but like some of the things, Am I crazy for saying, yeah, you know what? I, I could, uh, I can't criticize say, him a little bit. It's hard for me to put any blame on Burr because I have no idea what his level of interest, uh, involvement was. You know, may- maybe he didn't do anything. Maybe he just lent his name to help it get made. You know, maybe True. he gave $500,000 just as an investor. You know, there's lots of different ways to be a producer. Uh, so I have no idea how much creative input okay. he had or didn't have. So I can't, I can't say that. I don't know. And maybe that's fair. That's what, that's what I'm glad glad you're here. So I don't just go crazy. So I'll just say my issue. Maybe it isn't on Bill Burr, but it's still a slight little bit it, because there is one thing also that not Burr said, but uh, no. Okay, Patrice O'Neill. The, the the biggest issue I have with this documentary, and it, it even comes at least a little bit from the name. Somebody asked what the name is. It's called uh, "Killing Is Easy." 
And I almost feel like when you you say killing is easy, you're implying like something else was hard, right? And there's this implication that, oh, Patrice O'Neill was a good, he was a great comedian. He's beloved by people who know him. But if he wasn't so abrasive, well, maybe he just would have been a star. He could have done movies with Puffy, like all the movies that Puffy has done are successful. Or Spike Lee, who has a string of successful comedies or any movies at all since, like, Inside Man. Like, Patrice O'Neill was not a Hollywood guy. He just wasn't. He was not built for Hollywood. His biggest sin, I mean, yes, he was abrasive, but his biggest sin was having a food addiction and having diabetes and dying too soon. They even made a joke when they showed Patrice, say, oh, maybe I should be a podcast. And I just knew they were going to talk about how, like, man, what would he be? And they talked a little bit like, what would he think about certain subjects? But they didn't really talk about where he would be as a comedian. Like, he, to me, would be a top five podcast right now. One of the top five to ten comedians on earth. And probably be completely independent and outside the Hollywood sphere, which is where he belongs. His biggest sin was not living living long enough for the era that he fit in because he did not fit in the Hollywood era. And quite frankly, even if he was the guy that played ball and did everything in Hollywood, what of wh- who are these comedians that have all these strings of hits? I mean, I even Dave Chappelle. Though. Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to cut. I don't want to cut off your your momentum here. No, but... no, go ahead. Because there, uh, yeah. The uh, I do believe if, if Patrice was alive now, he's, he would be one of the most influential comedians ever. But he yeah. 100% shot himself in the foot as far as his career was concerned. By I agree with that. A brave, hard to work with, like selfish. Like he, he was not like that narrative is 100% accurate. Like, yeah, there, there was a call on Opie and Anthony one time with Chris Rock where he like called in and told Patrice, like, you know, that show, everybody hates Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the role of the, of the father that goes to the dude from the old spice commercials. Yeah. 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 Chris Rock said, that was your role. I wanted to give it to you. It was mm. yours. You, but you, you made like, you came into this audition with no enthusiasm. This like, ugh, kind of energy. And I, I, it was like, you were begging me not to give it to you. I had to give it to someone else just so that I, I didn't lose my job. Like, I love Patrice O'Neill, but that was one of the biggest flaws of his was just that like refusal to bend and just, you know, um, that, that, that arrogance that made him so enjoyable also really yeah. made him. And okay, let me clarify my point. My point is not necessarily disputing that fact. I agree with that fact. He did, I didn't know that particular okay. thing about everybody hates Chris. But I guess my thought is like his okay, maybe he would have been the dad on Everybody Hates Chris. I don't even know if he would have been as successful as um, Terry Crews was. Sorry, he was also in the first season of The Office and on the pilot of Arrested Development. Those are two fucking massive shows. Okay, those shows are pretty like his relationship on those two. So the fucking Office. The off. okay. I didn't know that. Okay. That yeah, he, he definitely did. He just, but also like it's kind of what you said. Like he's not but really like, a guy. Like he didn't like the thing. Yeah, and and, and I, even with those roles, would he have been good in those roles? Like I look at Dave Chappelle. His big Holly, he did like you got mail and stuff. The biggest thing he did in Hollywood, as far as movie goes, is half baked. Hollywood didn't really have a Dave Chappelle movie. You know what I mean? Right, he didn't true. fit, and he's a guy that played the role. Now, yeah. 
you're you know the office and the rest of development those are two big shows to just miss out on for 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 stupid reasons right and to be in the beginning of them like jesus christ yeah, you just, yeah. if you're just I, a little nicer you could have had like been on like people still watch the office you know what i mean yeah but i, I wonder is that like was he like i don't know i guess i'm i'm gonna think like you know certain things are meant to happen yeah and I, he just doesn't seem like he was ever meant to be an actor he he also said how much he didn't like set days like they're long you know what i mean and for the majority of the day he's sitting around doing nothing and yeah. like and that's not fun you have to get up early like it's not it set days are not that much fun you know you do it for like the little squat like swath of time that is fun but it's not yeah. it's really it's not an awesome day but so i guess he didn't like that and he can't stop he can't stop talking shit and antagonizing people because it's funny but also like on a professional environment it's exhausting and so I think that it was just something yeah. like this is something that was that was covered extensively while he was alive. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it showed the. Uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to co-sign him yelling, but I guess I just say like he's not an actor. He just wasn't an actor. That's yeah. what the problem is. He's in a he's a comedian. He's a stand-up. He's not that an actor. Of course, he's gonna talk shit. Like I'm not saying he should have fucked up all those opportunities. I'm not co-signing him for fucking up all these opportunities. I'm saying that. And I th I'm glad they covered it and they could have, you know, they could have covered it. But I just felt like their framing of it was just like, I don't think Patrice O'Neill, even if he played the game the right way, would have been that superstar. You said the office. I can't even think. What's my man? It was a hot tub time machine. Yeah, was on the office. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. And they were like the team in the warehouse. Yeah. Like, but it's. Do you think Craig Robinson is an iconic actor? Absolutely not, no. He's just the guy from The Office, right? Yep. And Patrice O'Neill in that thing said he didn't want to be the web junk guy. Yep. So I still don't think that fits him. I guess that's my point. He just didn't fit the Hollywood system. And right. I feel like that's the story you tell. That doesn't mean you leave out the fact that he's an asshole. You tell him it's an asshole, but you, you frame it in a way of like, He's just not for Hollywood. He should have been a podcaster. He should have been what Bill Burr was. Yeah. And I think he would have been if he had the chance to. He's a really interesting story because, like, he definitely wanted in. Like, he would talk about fame all the time. Like, he, you know, he wanted to be huge. Like, he always felt like yeah. he, like, deserved more attention and fame. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, like, the, the industry is in such a transition, you know, and has been for a while with, like, the internet and different outlets. So, that's a weird thing to kind of like wrestle up against and, and roll with and adjust, you know, but I know towards the end of his life, he was saying he was working on a project and there was a guy that he wanted to work with on, like it was something he was producing and the guy, he was talented, but he was just a pain in the ass. And Patrice in that moment just saw like, wow, like what everyone here is working so hard on this thing. And I'm just making it harder by being this belligerent and this difficult it's like so that that was very insightful for him, and he ended up making like a lot of amends like towards towards the end of his life. Like I guess with like Lisa Lampanelli, he had some beef, and like you know was just really brutal to a lot of people, and like kind of dismissive. And at, at, you know as he got older, I think he really started to kind of come down and just realize that like while it's funny and like the legend of Patrice is amazing, yeah. like it's not the most productive way to go through life. I agree, but I guess there's this part of me like Norton said. He acts like he's always in a bit and that he just, he, you know, he doesn't want to get called out. And I'm like, that's not how I view him. He's just a guy whose natural setting is painful, honestly, all the damn time. That's just 
how he's fucking wired. And that's just. I do. Yeah. I, and, I agree with both of you. I agree with your assessment, but I also do agree with Norton's assessment of the situation. Cause it's like, he was so like committed to the truth and being sincere that like, it's right. Norton nailed it. It's like, he, he, he was just hoping that he, like he'd never had like, like as if it was all on tape and he would have to explain why he had a, a false bullshit moment. You know, I think that that's a pretty astute observation of Patrice's like, he's, he, I don't know. It's like, he was such a a, a a specimen of study. I don't know. I guess I, I don't think he's he's scared of a false. He doesn't know how to create a false bullshit moment. It's like he's incapable no, of it. No, he's the opposite of liar liar. Like with Jim Carrey, it's the guy who lies all the time, and he has this magic thing, and he just like he can't not lie. He just can't not. He just can't not tell the truth. That's just how he is. And I mean, a gift and a my curse. Ish, Gift and a curse. And I don't mind showing that gift and the curse. I just feel like the way they framed it, they framed it like he, I mean, you know what? If they would have mentioned the office and they would have mentioned some of those things, maybe I would have had a different opinion. But like, I don't care about him not working with Puffy or Spike Lee. That's not going to. The Spike Lee really... story is interesting because he did work with him in 25th Hour. Uh, he plays mm -hmm. the bouncer. And I think they show that in the documentary. But he <laughs> also, so the story goes, Patrice had. Spike wanted him for something and Patrice was coming out to LA for audition season or whatever. And, but, uh, Spike's like, look, man, I want you in this thing. Just don't go out for anything else, you know? Cause it's, it's this weird holding deals and stuff like that. And contracts need to be made up. And if you're like auditioning for other projects, then you can't be locked down for the project, you know, prior or whatever. And yeah. Patrice's, Patrice's point of view on that was, listen, I got to do what's best for me. And then and Spike himself called Patrice like no no do just do me this favor and Patrice was like ah, you know I don't even know why you're talking to me like you got to go through my people and he's like so you're not gonna not go out and he goes nah I can't he's like all right then and that was the last time he ever spoke to Spike Lee and like the the lesson there being it's like sometimes like that's what the that's what the business side of it is like it's like doing f favors for the right people you know making connections. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like that was a misstep on his part. Like he didn't, re he didn't respect uh, Spike enough that he had like this clout in the business that he should have been like, listen, man, if Spike Lee asked you to do something, you fucking do it because it's Spike Lee. God, maybe it's just me. I just have an offer. It's crazy asked me to do something, I would do it. You know what I mean? Like someone that I respect was asking a personal yeah. favor for me. Yeah, yeah man, you got to do I, shit yeah, like I, that. But I, I guess, I don't know. I feel... I feel like his biggest sin was just being not living long enough to do what he was what fits him most. I agree that with that. Everything, you're not wrong that he was too abrasive at times and he screwed up opportunities, but it's like he was he, he shouldn't have even he was doing a job. He was trying to do something that he he wasn't capable of doing in the first place. It was a square peg in a round hole, 100 percent He's a square peg in a round hole. I felt like that's the story you tell. You tell a story about a square peg in a round hole and the square holes came out right after he died. That's the story. And yeah, you can tell the story about him fucking up a lot of things because that's part of the story. Yeah. But to me, he's the biggest thing is a square peg in a round hole. And again, the square holes came out right after he passed. To me, that's the Patrice O'Neill story. Um, and every comedian doesn't get like Bill Hicks unless you think he's... um. Alex Jones, if you believe that internet rumor. What is Bill Hicks' biggest Hollywood? I've never rumor? heard that. That's hilarious. Oh, it's a funny rumor because they were both for Austin. I think they have like, the same. <laughs> that's funny. I like that conspiracy. I want to run with that. 
<laughs> I see that a lot of people have hopped into the chat and have been talking. We'll get to your comments shortly. But like, um, the thing is, like, yeah, what there are other great comedians that didn't fit the Hollywood system, and you tell the story about someone who doesn't fit the Hollywood system who was a renegade. Yeah. I, Maybe Patrice like wanted to be big too much. You know what I mean? And he should have just embraced, like, you know what? I can't I can't stop for myself from talking shit. I can't stop myself from doing this. Maybe I shouldn't even be going out for, for Hollywood stuff and I should just well the thing is there was no other alternative then though. Like that's <laughs> why. Like it's it, you're it, right. I just Googled it. Like Rogan's podcast started like a year or two before he died. Before yeah, Patrice died in 2010 or something like that. So it's like, and Patrice died in 2011. So like, there wasn't even the Rogan model yet. I you know agree. what I mean? So there was. So the idea of anything alternative to Hollywood that was like legitimate was so fringe. You know, it was just like Adam Carolla and like a few other guys, but it wasn't like this alternative business that you could go have. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a thing yet. So I think for him, it's like at least for the way it was with him, it's that he was trying to fit in that Hollywood system and it was such a struggle. But if, if he could have held on, you know, the second wave, there's all this new internet stuff could have really launched him to superstardom because to me, the, my favorite comics are doing stuff outside of the system right now. Yeah, and I guess that's my my thought. He just he just he's somebody that never, ever fit the system. Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes, but he should he should have. And the biggest tragedy is him not living just long enough for, to see the system open up for him. That's to me the story 100%. that I hundred percent. I don't feel like that story was told well enough. Yeah, I, you know the only I mean the only thing I would say to that is that's opinion, and so maybe it's not necessarily like the 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 prerogative of that filmmaker. Although I do agree with you, I just maybe but that's not like if. A huge part of this story is how Patrice O'Neill did not fit the Hollywood system. And I guess just where I'm at with Hollywood. And I, where see I'm what you mean. Huh? I see what you mean. It's like it still looked it was still portrayed as a flaw with him. A flaw with him and not that there's no flaw in Hollywood's part either. Got it. And that's not, he shouldn't be yelling at the damn production girl for showing up at 6 a.m. and shit. He shouldn't be doing some of that crazy shit. I'm not co-signing that shit. I'm just saying, man. Even if he played the game, I don't think Patrice O'Neill was ever going to be a star in Hollywood. I don't know. You know, the, right before he died, he had that roast uh, of Charlie Sheen. And that was another thing they left out, which I thought was really weird. Because yeah, that was, was kind of the last thing. Wasn't that the last thing he did? Yeah, like the last public thing he did other than like Opie and Anthony. Like, because he, he had a stroke like a few months later. So it, it was like one of those things. I think it really introduced him to the Hollywood scene, like to like the actual people like in the business. Because, you know, they don't much as they think they do, they don't really pay attention to like what's going on in the fringes, like what's going on in like, you know, New York comedy clubs and stuff. And that was, that was, if you remember, that was at the height of all the Charlie Sheen mania. Yeah. He was. The biggest name. In it, you know. Yeah. Remember he went on tour for a while. He did all these like theaters and stuff. He was like, just that. that whirlwind uh, lunacy. Um, but uh, so that, so that, that stage was so big and he closed the show. As I remember, I think he's the last guy who went up. And uh, really made an impact. So it's a weird thing to have left out. Like it really, I don't know. It felt like finally he got some recognition when he did that roast. Yeah. I don't know. He does talk a little bit of shit about Hollywood in that roast. Uh, You know, Patrice does. He says something like, you know, uh, Charlie seen like challenged the beast and he really respected him for that. So, yeah. I have one more question and I'll get to the chats and then I'll actually, if it's cool, play the video that you were. uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is the thing. Now, what would have happened if I don't, I don't, I hate, you know, I'm trying to mess the frame. Let's say I'll, I'll use retirement because I don't like, I don't like wishing anything bad on someone. Let's say for some, whatever reason, let's say in 2011 that Bill Burr just, he stepped down from comedy for all, all you know, forever. And Patrice O'Neill carried on. And Bill Burr just stopped for whatever reason. I, I don't want him to die or whatever. But he just stopped. He doesn't do comedy anymore. Like, do we talk about Bill Burr as a legendary comedian? I would. And I, I, he does have great stuff from 2011, but I didn't know who he was. I I, I knew it. And then when you look back, oh, yeah, he was here. If Burr he was died. Like if, if it was Burr that died and Patrice that didn't, yeah, no, I would talk about Burr 100%. I, I Probably I would like I, I would prefer his legacy because not to say I want Burr to die, you know, but I just, I'm not as interested in what he's doing nowadays. Like I, I, I watch his podcasts and stuff, but I just don't, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like the, the dichotomy. It's like, I felt the same way when Louie got really successful. It's like, I like you more when you're fucking miserable, you know, <laughs> when you're on yeah. your attention and like, you, you're just mad at things. And like, you got crazy ideas. Like those are my yeah. favorite uh, comics. Like it's my favorite time for them. Like when they get comfortable and life's going good for them, they're fucking boring. You yeah. know, they're not, they're not as exciting. So Burr, I just don't find as exciting anymore. Like I almost feel like at times he's like a parody of himself. Like he's kind of putting on like what people expect, like the anger. And it's like, it, just, it doesn't feel sincere. It doesn't have it. It doesn't have these searing points. Like when Burr, I, I thought Burr was a fucking, he is a fucking genius. And I, and I was a huge fan of his for a very long time. Like he was one of the first guys like talking shit about women. And I was just like, yes finally fucking someone saying it you know and yeah. he, he just had really searing takes and some of his like old school bits are, are i adore like he's got the one about have you ever heard the one with the muffin lady i may have uh because my whole point is i didn't know who bill burr was until the podcast and then i would watch his old bits and okay. so i'm like the podcast launched him as far as popularity into a lot of people's eyes yeah and just if you take away that podcast Bill Burr, he, you're right. He probably is still thought of as a well-respected comedian, but I don't think he's even the legend that Patrice is going to be thought of as. Um, and maybe I'm wrong on that because I Bill, I brought up Bill Hicks' name, and he's thought of as a legend. You know what I mean? So, and I think he's great yeah. as well. But I'm, what I'm saying is, he's somebody no that really. No huh? one was Patrice. There was only one Patrice O'Neill, and yeah. he's the funniest guy in the room every time. He could talk about bullshit for fucking a day straight. Like he would do four or five hours of Opie and Anthony. At the end, he's like, I don't want to leave. Like he, he just could keep going. He was an utter genius. And I and I know and it, it, Burr would say that Patrice was better than him and he would mean it. And yeah. you know, that's got nothing to say against Burr's talent. Yeah. And I guess I just feel like and you're right that Patrice definitely did want to be a part of it because there was no alternate system. I just feel like Patrice O'Neill is just a guy that should never have been a part of Hollywood. Like he, he had to be a part of Hollywood because there was no choice, but he's a guy whose success was always going to come later. It was always going to come in an era like this. This There's a reason why he's probably more known in, in, after he's passed uh, because this era has like ate Patrice O'Neill up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, you know, I wish I, I had this now. Patrice to talk about the woke shit that would be ah, like a thunderbolt from Thor, you know, yeah. it would just destroy. God, I wish he was here to talk about that shit, man. His takes on stuff. We are all so deprived.
of that guy's because they said the documentary and it was so true it was like you never knew what angle he was going to take he would say shit and you'd be like that's your angle on that you just it was always yeah. so unique you're like where the fuck did you come up with that and then you're like shit i think he's right yeah you know, i was thinking about when i was watching that man like there are things that patrice said that I took with me from that moment on and, and still are a part of like my brain, like mm -hmm. certain things he would just close the book on. And it was one, here's this is a great one when it comes uh, to sex with women, he was talking about how like girls like are, are they try to act nasty or whatever. And it's like, they say, just be a whore for you. Don't be a whore for me. Do be, be a whore because it makes you happy. So you feel like, and then, and then I'll enjoy it like that. And I was just like, damn, that is so fucking insightful. Like I've thought about that. You know, it's just one of those things, one of those like, you know, blocks in my brain now that's permanently there. Cause he said yeah. a million of them that he's got. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great comedian. I think, um, like I said, I just feel like the square peg in a round hole is the story as much as anything. Um, that's not it's not to 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 cover up for. I'm not trying to cover up for him. I just felt like they 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 didn't tell that story enough to me. And that's that's my yeah. big criticism. And maybe that's not on Burr. Uh but I, I guess the reason I said linked up to not because I feel like maybe Burr's not as punk rock as we all thought he is. He maybe he's a talented guy who just wants to, you know, he 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 did he did his the eyes wide shut acting classes back in the day. Maybe he's just a you know really talented guy. Who just wants to be a part of Hollywood, even if he doesn't have to be? I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. It's Maybe I'm, wrong. I'm not saying my, my opinion is the gospel. I'm just. He still seems to do things on his own terms. I just don't know if his terms are like. You, you know what I mean? It's also it's kind of like a, an age thing too, though. You know, I think like some True. of these guys are a little out of touch. Like uh, Norton, like he had, Norton was really good this morning on on Jim and Sam, but uh, sometimes it's, I'm just like. No, you don't. Yeah. He, and then he said something infuriating to me. Like he was talking about how like on YouTube, like he doesn't like that there's like likes and view counts and it's all displayed and it's all this constant validation. Why do we need it? And I was just like, you obviously don't spend any fucking time on YouTube, man. Like yeah. I, I need that information to it. And it's like, how else would you get content to people? Why would you click on a video? You go, I'm supposed to click on fucking literally everything and make up my mind about all of it. You're insanely time consuming. Yeah. That is. It was just yeah. someone, he was just, he was like out of touch. So it might not be that Burr's not a punk. It might just be that he's out of touch. He's getting older. Could be, could be, could be. I just, I feel like a lot of people are stuck on the Hollywood system and still to this day. And I felt like, and, and part of it, like I said, with Burr, it's like, you know, not that he, with the Gina Carano thing, nobody's owed to fuck up their money for life just to speak in her honor. I don't believe anyone has to do that. And I don't believe Bill Burr has to do that. But the halfway crook thing is just like, eh, okay. That's a good point. I would have liked it if he said something. Um, but you know what? That's also not Burr's. Talk about Patrice O'Neill, uh, Femmer, because you're asking about the comedian. That's also something that, like, I, I – it's not like he does that. Like, he does, he barely even defends other comedians. Like, it's not really his thing. Like, when – when uh, when Anthony Cumia got fired from, from um, uh, Sirius XM – for these like you know racially charged tweets, uh, burden say shit, and he was on that show you know like hundreds of times. It's just it's really not Burr's thing, honestly. Like I don't want to defend a guy for not de like defending someone who should yeah. be defended, uh, you know. And I'd like to think if I was in Burr's position, I would say something. 
but it's not he's not like this is out of character you know it's not like he does this all the time and then was hands off on this one he just he doesn't really do that yeah okay i guess that's fair that's yeah fair. i mean look i i would like i i think he should but who cares yeah. what i you know what i mean so what but i just think it's like it would be nice if he did like i was thinking about that today it's just you know i was like everyone in hollywood's woke and like you know then you'd be people like well no they're not and it's like well then you know what speak up you fucking cowards you know what yeah. i mean like, st- if you this are, many of you are not woke, then what are you all afraid of what are you all afraid of you know put something on the line for a little while you know what i mean like risk it you know yeah. it's like especially if you're set you know like you don't need the money just come on man speak up i look at like Bill Burr, and I'm like, well, you don't even need the revenue stream. You don't even fucking like Star Wars. You don't like Star Wars. You said you don't <laughs> like Star Wars. <laughs> really so you're not like attached to this. Like, oh, this is this hollow job. You you're happy that it's a job at Disney. You don't want to ruffle the feathers to keep it. It's just like, really, you're gonna go with that. But you know what? If he's just a guy that just doesn't give his take on certain things, then I guess that's that's just how it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like, yeah, I've never really seen him weigh in on stuff like that. It's like, I always feel like he goes for, you know, controversial takes, but it's always f- trying to be what's the funniest. Like, he he never, like, he, you know, he never went after Trump, but he also, you know what I mean? But he would joke about it. You know, like, it's just, that's not, I don't know. It's just not really his thing. I've never seen him do anything like that. Okay. I mean, I, I'm... That's why I'm glad I'm talking to you to see. Is it a fair criticism to kind of feel like Burr's a little bit of a um because in my head I'm thinking, is he just like a talented fraud? Maybe fraud's no, too strong. He's not, not, not a fraud, no. Okay. Okay. No, I, I just I think, you know, I think he's got a little less fire in his belly than he used to. You know, he, he doesn't yeah. drink anymore. Uh, so I think maybe that kept him maybe that kept the emotional highs a little lower. Like maybe he's a little more even keel overall. I don't know. Um and I also think, you know, it's just he's gotten a little bit older. I've found myself less interested in him like the past few years. I don't like the last few specials, really. I didn't think they were that great. Uh, but they were being praised like they were the most genius things ever. I mean, he's still funny, though. Like, he's still, like, destroying white girls, which is great, you know. Yeah. I think they need their they need to get their feet in the fire for a little bit. So I, I, I like that. Yeah, he's not my favorite comedian right now, though. But none of those guys are. Like, that generation, I'm not – they're not my favorites anymore. Like, they – I like the the next generation below. I like Ryan Long. I like uh, you know yeah. like Mark Norman, uh, Andrew Santino, like uh, um, Chris Stefano, Yanni Pappas, like those guys. I like those. Those guys seem a little more hip right now. Yeah, I, I and another thing because I have to get to the chat. You guys have been on fire, and uh, shout yeah. out to everyone who joined uh, since the nooner. I'm not going to be able to get to everyone's comments. I'm going to try to get through as many as I can. Um, but uh, I and maybe this is me reading too much, and. I feel like, and they, they, you know, they said that he was better. I feel like there's a lot of those guys just wish they were as good as him so they could have done things differently and been more Hollywood. And they're just upset that maybe he had an opportunity they wish they he had, or maybe talent that they wish he had. And not that it's super apparent. I don't think they're just sitting there je- like jealous, bitch, but I just felt that a little bit. And I get, and maybe, you know, this is edited. I could be reading in. I got my own... Um, what is it called when you when you you're putting yourself projecting a little bit? Yeah. Could be projecting a little bit. Sure, I am, but I, I just feel like I, I don't know. Like when he died, uh, the 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 big joke that like everyone was going is that there were as many people happy as there were sad. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he pissed off a lot of people. So uh, that negative projection, that wouldn't shock me. You know what I mean? Like he he's, it's like that movie Amadeus, you know, it's like where the guy is just so talented. It, it just makes other people around him more insecure and more, more frustrated and anxious. Yeah. I could see that hundred yeah. percent. Especially being a comedian where you, you guys talk shit. I mean, through a fucking phone book at Kevin Hart. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and he, I, I, he would do that. Like they said, what they would do is they'd show up like when Kev was new, like, and they'd show like him and Keith, uh, Keith Robinson, the other dude, they would sit in the front seat at the comedy club, right? And like they would just have this reaction to the, like the jokes, like, oh man, like he went too far, you know? But like the room wasn't really feeling like that, but they just kept going, ah. Oh. And it would eventually they would turn the whole room against Kevin <laughs> as if his set was so super offensive. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> phone book will kill him. You see how small he is. Uh, maybe, but I mean, I, I, I think a lot of those comedians got better because he was such an asshole. I thought they were going to tell the story. Oh my! So what you what you should go listen to? Uh, it, it, it's without Patrice, but it is one of the funniest few hours of radio I've ever heard in my life. It was like after Patrice died, Opie and Anthony had like all the comedian friends come in and talk about it. And it was some of the funniest shit ever because, hey, they were just destroying each other because of like, <laughs> that's how they deal with it, you know? But they yeah. would tell stories like, I guess Patrice was in London or something like that. And they had like, like a phone book of people of like acts, you know, whether it be ventriloquists or, or comedians. And they had like, just like, a, like their phone numbers in there, like their direct phone, not management, just like the people. So he was just calling them up and just like getting like the whole room to just laugh. And he's just like, Hey man, how much to book the dummy? Not you just, just the dummy. How much to book the dummy? <laughs> and just like trying it. One guy is just like, how much to just stop? How much would it cost you to just quit? Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, hilarious man, just brutal. But that was who he was, man. He was just like pure, like, like, like essence, pure comedy, man. That's what he was. He just truth yeah. and comedy all the time. And I guess I don't know, I feel like you know. That should have been the story. And you should tell, talk about the good stuff, but it's just like, man, he's 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 all he's as much of as a man that just just wish he would have lived. I wish he could have, I wish he would have lived to today. And maybe he would have got a little bit milder as time went on, as he got older. Who knows? Who knows, you man? Know, man everyone, can... everyone gets old. And I don't want to talk like Bill Burr is supposed to just do what I tell him to because I decide. Like, no, he's a grown uh, man. And he wouldn't. He is, it doesn't matter. Bill wouldn't look him anyway. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Okay, <laughs> so check. I did think uh, that Patrice's uh, stepdaughter was fucking hot. She like, was pretty hot. Sexy, right? <laughs> was like, Very <laughs> hot. Yeah, I did notice that as well. I was like, oh, well, did I notice that as well. Yeah. I guess that's, that's another thing. Like Patrice, there's nothing really hidden about him. He was so open about everything. Nothing. And at the end of the day, he was a well, he didn't marry the girl, but a good, you know, good. Well, I don't know about good, but he talks a lot of shit, but. He was good to his his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, and, and his stepdaughter. He, he yeah. took care of them. He was good to his his family. He talked shit, and he, he you know he pissed off some Hollywood people. Well, I think yeah, he, he you know he should have been a podcaster. He a couple years later. It's funny as we're talking about this. I'm like, wait a minute, this fucking documentary was bullshit. Like they didn't they didn't go into 
anything that they did on Opie and Anthony, which was like, I mean, there are hundreds of hours out there of him talking, literally hundreds. They didn't talk yeah. about any of that. Yeah, these references. Patrice got arrested and went to jail when he was in high school, and they didn't even mention that shit. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. It's like, yeah, what the hell? Where's that story? It seemed like it might have had an impact on who the guy was for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock that out. Yeah, this documentary maker sucks. <laughs> There's just some flaws. I feel like the strength is Patrice O'Neill himself, but there are just some flaws to the, the narrative. And there, you know what it is? Sometimes it felt like a paint-by-numbers documentary that happened to be on tr tr Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And maybe that's really what my issue is, and I'm reading too much into it and overthinking. And it was just really paint by numbers. They they understood Patrice a little bit, but they didn't really get the essence, and they just get you paint by numbers. Yeah, you know what you might be right. It's kind of like any of those biopic movies. It's just yeah, paint by numbers is a good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I want to get into the chat. You guys have been yeah, yeah. going so hard. I don't even know where to start. Uh, uh, where was the last thing? Uh, I think well, Sentry Dildo said he agreed with me, and that may be the first time we've ever agreed. So I think that okay. was highlighting. <laughs> uh, how far down is that? No, I just kidding. I mean, it was it was up there. I think he was talking about uh, Burr. I think that was a regard. Okay. I'm just gonna pick a spot. I apologize. I saw Jaffo. I can't find his comment. I thought that was kind of the start. So shout out to Jaffo for being here. Shout out to anyone else who's here. I'm gonna start uh, Jake D. Jake D, hail Jake D. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to get to everyone's. Heard rumors of a reboot. Uh, I'm not sure what we're talking about, but yeah, heard just a rumor, nothing else. The show is perfect. Let it die. Yeah, I'm done with reboots. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm done. I don't with either. Reboots. Yeah, so I'm cool with that. I see a lot of people saying hi to each other. Hey, Lord Thoth is here. Hail Lord Thoth. Hail that '70s rock fan. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here. Try to get to as many uh, new people or people as I see. Yeah, it's cool. I'm seeing some new faces that I've never seen. Yeah. This is cool. Shout out to Duzzies. Not just any Zs. He's Duzzies. <laughs> Duzzies. Uh, Fathead Druid. And I saw who was uh, it Disease who uh, streamed earlier. Blame my head, not my heart. But if somebody, I saw somebody streamed earlier. I only had one viewer. That's how I started with only one viewer, and it was probably me. Uh, Henry Sherman. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, when he was alive, had a joke where Hollywood tries to turn stand-up comedians and actors to fit them into the system, and that sounds like what happened with the roles Patrice O'Neill had. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think he's just, he was such a machine gun. You know, yeah. it's like asking him to just sit in a room for eight hours is, like, you know, is madness, but that is the way it goes. I mean, they only need you for a few hours, and like, yeah, I think that they touched on the fact that he didn't like taking orders from people that he didn't respect. Yeah. He just, it just sounds like somebody who's just doing a job they shouldn't even be have applied for and i get that was the only way then and I, but I, I can't help but it's just such a square peg in a round hole like i'm not again justifying the shit he said it no. then, but, i like yeah. i think i like your take on that and uh there is that this whole web series thing i'd never even heard about and i didn't I, either yeah when they showed that documentary i was like when the fuck i've never seen any of this i want i wanted to go back and watch it yeah, and this was my point about bringing up Spike Lee. He hasn't made a good movie in decades. I don't think I there's no project that Spike Lee made in this time that if Patrice O'Neill was in it, he would have made him a star. But The Office and stuff, yeah, that probably would have. But would have just made him Craig Robinson if Patrice, he was on. Patrice also respected Spike, though. Like, it's not even my opinion; it's his. You know, yeah. Patrice like didn't understand. Like, he just didn't have the tact in that time to 
treat a man that he actually does respect with more respect than like, you know, he, he would give to himself in that moment. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of, you, you got to elevate some people sometimes. And even though, you know, it's like, yeah, of course we all want to be Kings, but like you gotta, you know, you gotta respect the fact that Spike's been doing this for a long time and he puts you in things and he liked you and it sucks to, you know, ultimately I, do you think like one pilot season would be benef more beneficial or having a relationship with Spike Lee would be more beneficial. I feel like the latter. I feel like neither. I feel like neither was the. <laughs> uh, that's no. really the thing. Preach, but brother. you're right. I meant in that, his, for him in that. In moment. his for him in that moment, yeah. I get it. But I think that that's what the long term story is, and it's hard. I, I can't unsee that story, and that may be me projecting. So if it is, you you know, Matt, or anyone in the chat, I get it. Uh, Fimmer says you can't respect a man that hasn't shown you respect or respect for himself, which I agree with. Oh, I guess uh, the uh, Patrice O'Neill show is on YouTube. Okay, that's cool. great. Okay, I didn't know that this was available. I'm gonna watch this. It's two and a half hours of content. All right, cool. Okay, cool. Right on. Uh, Fathead Drew says Bill Hicks was a legend, and he indeed was, and he got shafted by Jay Leno, which I'm not sure I know of personally. Hicks was another very abrasive guy. Very abrasive. That, that's a, like another guy. I'm like, he didn't fit. Like, were you gonna put Bill Hicks in a movie? Like, what? It just sounds crazy. Like, he was he like, if you do commercials, you're a piece of shit. That was his point of view. Yeah. Which I don't agree with, but you know, I I don't necessarily agree with that either. But I, I like that's just I feel like Patrice O'Neill is closer to that than anyone else in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, hell, Gomer Kyle, I appreciate you being here. Gomer Kyle, Gomer Kyle. <laughs> uh, oh, this is the greed, Matt. This is what Sentient Dildo agrees with you. So everyone knows Sentient Dildo agreed with Matt. On, this it's on the record at least once. It's on the record. Uh, where I don't know, I'll go someplace. Uh, Burr is criminally underrated. A few people watch him for some reason. Maybe he's just not as memorable as other comics. I think he's more. Memorable. He mean over? I think he means overrated. Overrated. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. I think he's rated. I just feel like because I, I like Bill Burr's stuff, even his you know non podcast. So I just wouldn't have found them if not for that podcast. His old specials are really worth your time. Like they're I so goddamn funny he's got one about self-checkout that's just great and it's like and like his his like uh what's it like anxiety when it, when he wants like the do you have our little fucky fuck swipey card and he's like no no i don't and they're like why <laughs> because you're up to something i know you don't want to make less money and like <laughs> he just like it's like that mania that angry mania yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah oh and disease yeah he does not like star wars so get him out of here <laughs> Yeah, he has to take, even though he's probably one of the most interesting new characters in Star Wars, uh, his, his character last season. And I thought he played it well. I really did. Yeah. Don't know why Seinfeld is famous. You really need to check out Seinfeld's show. I don't find him that funny. I'd rather ask Burr over him. I probably would as far as stand up. Yeah. But Seinfeld's show is pretty good. The Seinfeld. Is Larry David. Uh, yeah. Seinfeld, the sitcom is funny, but I really like comedians in cars getting coffee. Really? Yeah, I'm not big into that lot. I've seen clips of it. I thought it was fucking fun. Burr's on that show. I mean, he's, he does have really funny friends, and yeah. it's a different style of comedy. But but like, I really like uh, Seinfeld's like machine. Like his instant honesty is mm -hmm. so interesting. Like he's just so immediate, and like they're well thought out, but they're instantaneous. He's like, wow, that is really. Yeah. It's an interesting guy to witness. Yeah, I was fine. I would say his like old basic stand up is probably the least funny stuff from him. Yeah. 
It's like like because yeah, I've seen some of that, and he is pretty. He's pretty good in that. Some of it's funny. I mean, like I think Seinfeld's funny. I don't think he's the funniest, but he's yeah. Fun. But I mean, I like I like the show, and I've seen some of that. Uh, Comedian Chase Cars, and I've seen or not comedians with coffee and cars, and he gave an interview to some fucking feminist or something. And he checked her so hard, and she just shut up. I, I wish I had the damn clip. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Bert is getting old, and he is also a father. And those things are impactful. I'm not telling anybody to, to fuck up their whole money just because it would please me. I just feel like you're eh, just not you're not quite as punk rock as maybe you thought you were. Um, anybody he makes me laugh when I'm in the work blue is a great comedian to me. Oh, that's probably why you like Seinfeld. The Seinfeld yeah. doesn't curse. Uh uh Henry Sherman just says LOL. I like I like blue comedy though. I I think that that like I understand why blue com why you know clean comedy is more respected because it's harder to get there, but I also uh, feel there's so many places you can't go and so many parts of yourself you can't explore. I just don't find that as interesting. Like I like the revelatory com- comedy, like where you really get insight onto someone or their thought processes. And I think eh, if you're too clean, there's a lot of stuff you can't touch. Yeah. A disease. Oh, you got to go. Got to go. But I'm going to try to be back for you in the stream later on. I appreciate you being here. Disease at all. And start at the beginning. I guess you did start at the beginning. Machine gun belly. Not bad. Almost sound like a beast. What is so sorry. Belly in reference to me. That's funny. Is that about you? Yeah, is that like a? Is that who I am now? Machine gun belly. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. It's pretty funny. Oh man, don't call me that. I don't need one of names. Bad enough. I got this Stevie Wonder shit over my head. Now I got this. Uh, but hey, you know what? Maybe you should call me that. So I can fucking get my get off my ass and, and lose weight. It's a pretty uh, funny. Very funny. Machine gun belly. Yeah, I guess it was machine gun. Because I guess because your SoundCloud is in the chat, so maybe maybe that was uh, maybe that's what it's in reference to. Yeah, I finally figured out this bot shit, so they can the bots can automatically put shit in the chat. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, I thought yeah, you were... oh, I'm not doing that manually. The, the the bots are doing that. Wow, I just found that out. I feel like I feel like I I I, I figured out like a whole new part of life. That I figured out this whole bots thing. I can, I'll show you how to do it after the stream. Fucking hey, I'm so doing that because that's the one thing I feel like I want to, I want to chat, but then I feel insincere. Like I feel like I'm producing my own show while I'm talking on it. I don't know. It just doesn't. I like this. Bot. Yeah, I can't chat and talk. I can barely just even as a guest chat and talk. It's just like oh god, I can't, can't walk into bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure, comedians and cars getting coffee. Some funny guests are better than others. And you used to be able to watch for free if anybody remembers Crackle. I do remember Crackle. Yeah, it was on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I've seen I've seen YouTube clips. That's how I know of it. Hail Robert, I appreciate you being here. Bobby, um, we share a middle name. Well, I mean, your middle, your first name is my middle name. Oh, I didn't know that was your middle name. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are good points about clean comedy. Henry Sherman says, "Cinchin Dildo is laughing at his uh, machine gun belly joke." I, I, I see Cinchin Dildo. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> <I see. laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I overall thought you know Patrice O'Neill is an interesting person. I almost wish there was another crack at that documentary. There was a fan made one that I didn't watch. You know, I, I I'm not sure if that uh, Eric K. Hey, Eric K. What's up, brother? Good to Appreciate see you. Appreciate you being here. Sorry, hard to be at every chat. Hey, you can't do everything, man. I know you're like the wrench of the world, so you can't just wrench everything. And I know uh, Gary Stream actually, just, you know, just stopped. 
not too far before ours because we had a little bit of a raid, and I appreciate that raid. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, what was like? Oh, yeah. So the Patrice thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't watch the fan made one. I mean, I have such a good impression of Patrice. It's just kind of like I would just like it to be well represented. He was such a complex guy, though, because like sometimes he was just so so much unfiltered truth. He was like a prophet. And you would just listen yeah. to everything he said, like, oh, my God. But then because he was so convincing, sometimes I'd be dwelling on things. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. And it's like I'd want to, like, go back and, like, debate and discuss with him because his mind was so powerful and fascinating, you know. And it's like he's dead. And I listen to, like, the old Opie and Anthony. He's like, fuck, oh, that is insightful. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is that. There is still that that video, though, the Fox News video, if you wanted to play that. Oh, oh yeah. Is that the one you sent me? Yeah, yeah, I sent that in the private. Okay. Yeah. All right. I actually had it queued up. Let me actually share the screen. I don't think I, it doesn't it it doesn't look like it's on like Fox News's channel. So you probably should be cool with the copyright. Okay, we will see. Let's find it. And let's just uh give it a play, chat. Let's see what, what happens. I don't know if I remember this one. This is huge. So so basically what happened was oh, next uh, in the chat. Opie and Anthony, um, radio broadcasters, they had come back to satellite. And uh, I guess they had this guy, Homeless Charlie, on there. And he was really vulgar. And he, like, he was a homeless guy. I mean, for, he was a crazy homeless guy. And he was saying all kinds of wacky shit about fucking, like, having sex with Laura Bush and, you know, Condoleezza Rice and just all this. We wasn't even, well, not murder. It's just really vulgar, vulgar stuff. But it was about all these, like, famous, powerful women. And so Opie and Anthony got suspended and taken off the air uh, because of the, having this guy on and it was like a really controversial thing because it was just it wasn't them they didn't condone it it was just a crazy homeless guy and so for them to uh kind of bring the hammer down on them it was this controversial thing so this is this is patrice on behalf of opie and anthony talking about the issue on fox news all right let's play it Stopping block, XM Satellite Radio DJs opie and anthony they're under fire now for airing joking comments about raping Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, will they be the next to go? Is radio cleaning house after the IMAS debacle? With me now, New I'm City President, now culture. New City President, Sonia Osario. She took part in a recent protest calling for radio stations to stop, stop supporting negative language in music and talk radio. And also our favorite stand-up comic, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, thank you, sir. Patrice, uh, are ONA next? I hope not. I hope JV, I wish JV and I was going to lose a job or Imus. It's funny. This is the thing. I, I have, I don't know her, but I'm a, I'm assuming that she has nothing to do with funny. So I'm going to speak as the expert on funny. Funny people should just be left to trying to be funny. What if, what if they're not funny? Then you made a mistake. But how many, listen, how many times has an unfunny, how many unfunny rape jokes lead to rape? Like, I don't know how many jokes about rape there are. There's a lot. But your your world is not funny. Your world is next next on the big story. <laughs> My world is people trying to be funny. Well, I mean, you you think it's okay to try to make jokes about rape? I'm diabetic. I make fun of that. I'm a victim. I might lose a toe, but I'm trying to make funny of. I'm trying to make fun of anything I I think I can make fun of. Sonia, you know, what's happening now is the marketplace. Okay. She looks just like she likes him a lot. Yes, she does. What's not appropriate? It's, I think the nation is just tired. There's a new mood in the nation. What nation? 
the nation. You know what? We're tired mm -hmm. of things that Is are just the nation is paper and you. I'm not, I'm not the nation. I'm just speaking for me and funny. You're speaking for the nation or are you speaking for. Yeah. You know why? Because I remember six years ago doing a, something against Anthony Openey because they were just so outrageous and their violent images to that you. they put out to women was just uncalled for. And now, now I think people you think they were trying to get it out. I think now huh? people you can't even get it out. Trying to be are funny. Tired. You know what? I don't care if they're trying to be funny. That's what I'm saying. Why something. are you in that business? I've been to your show once and it wasn't very funny being a woman. It was hilarious. Show, when you talked about. <laughs> That's why she doesn't like me. I was in the paper with her and the joke is hilarious. Look called the Angry Pirate. And the lady who wrote it in, the, in her outrage didn't even know what it meant. And anybody who read it laughed because they Patrice know what's funny. Patrice might be able to smash You're not living in the context of funny. You're living in the context of fire. have every right to be as funny as they want. They can go out and try to be as funny as they want, make as much funny, make as much money being as funny as they want. This is what's happening. Yeah. There is a change in this country. People are realizing they it's have an opportunity to speak out. And advertisers are listening. You're Radio not talking, you're not talking. You, Sonia, you're not talking and, to who I talk to. And you're to. not going to get paid as much money anymore. Sonia and Patrice, That's look at this. That's what it is. The marketplace More is CBS speaking. radio firings. They've been, on the, they've been on a tear lately. All right. Are they cleaning house, or is this the PC cops run them up? You know what it is, John. You know what it is while you're reading that paper. It's the PC cops run them yeah. up. Well, you think Who's she's a PC, PC cop? cop? Of course she is. She's... She has an entire encyclopedia of, of her stance on it, but it's no passion involved. It's not a real, this is just what she has to say. We are outraged and oh, fired and fired an and fired. Name calling. I'm a outraged. Fool. I am I'm, outraged. You should, be. you should be. I am a fool. Now, if I called you a fool, ah! You know what? People are feeling the new sense of entitlement. Who are these people? In this country. Who are the people? A new How can sense you, of entitlement. Patricia, here's, what, here's my question. How can you justify a bad joke, a joke that isn't funny? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. An attempt that isn't funny, doesn't get any laughs, and is about raping a the first black woman to ever become the Secretary of State oh, of the United States. Throw that at me. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the joke may or may funny jokes and unfunny jokes are, are come out of the same birth that you you don't know if anything is going to be funny you should attempt don't to be you, able to make anything don't you funny think a joke about rape is doomed to be not funny it's possible but i've heard them i've heard you've them. heard a funny rape joke uh, i say a couple watch my hbo special i'm pretty good at it <laughs> patrice says that if you're having nice sex fun. with a woman doggy style and if you wrong hit her in the hit her in the head just the right no time. it's ejaculating her eye and kick her in the shin and she walks <laughs> no, around no, like no, Arg! It's <laughs> no, no, that's no. what she was he trying said, to say a violent act of hitting her in the back of her head her body told the donkey up, punch which will then why are you laughing <laughs> she's outraged it's called the donkey punch it's called human she doesn't believe her own no bullshit this is the same concerned. problem that opie and anthony does you can't say just anything on the air you can say anything you want it might not be funny you might get in trouble for it but you should be able to be attempting and plus when is a crazy bum going to get an opportunity to rape the president if the, the president's <laughs> wife john it was trying to be funny. All right, Patrice, why aren't I hearing Al Sharpton complain about this thing involving Because it wasn't Sharpton. involving uh, young uh, black women. Well, it was involving a very prominent black woman. Well, where was she during, during young black? Everybody has their agenda. I was there. I was there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, excuse me. You but why I'm... am I not hearing from Sharpton?
Because it doesn't concern him. It's not concerning him. It's black. It's, you know, come on now. You know Al, ha- Al Sharpton has his agenda, and it was perfect for Al. Young black women. And now she's representing just women in general. She's not representing the nappy hoe part. She's oh, representing the just the hoe. The nappy-headed part, she has nothing to do with it. Just the hoe. Sonia? You know what? Women have been abused publicly in the media for too long, and people are tired of it. This Shut has been up, a bitch. beautiful response of just the general public saying to advertisers, mm. we're your consumers. We don't want to have to avoid everything in the street. We don't want to have to worry about what radio station we turn on. And there is some really derogatory, violent You're gonna thing get to deal with. All your information, uh, ma'am, is secondhand from someone making you uh, aware that someone may said something that you should be upset about. It's a shame. Your constituency, ah, the, the people geez. you represent aren't all victims I in this matter. Teresa Neal, thank you very much. Sonia, sorry. Thanks to both of you. Appreciate it. Time for me. Yeah, he eviscerated her and may uh-huh. have even fucked. I know, right? She looked like you want to talk about somebody who did not believe their own bullshit. She couldn't stop laughing. She was clearly charmed by by, yep. by old dude and like yep. could barely get her shit out. Like she just she's the but this is the proto SJW. You know what I mean? 100%. The proto SJW, somebody who's full of shit. Knows they're full of shit. It's obvious that she's full of shit. She obviously knows she got the jokes wrong and shit. Um, they couldn't stop laughing. And yeah, I think the, the the point was made. That was great. Thank you for showing that video, man. Fucking hey, I love that video. I've watched it so many times. And like the thing that he said towards the end there was, you get all your information secondhand. That is so yes. spot on. Like that's exact. All they always just read articles and send information to their little whisper networks of things they're supposed to be upset about. They don't even find out about it by themselves. It's just, here's the thing to go, like, like organize the masses, go, go, like go my minions. It's, it's so disgusting. It's like watching that is, is really like, it's inspiring. And that was from over 10 years. That was like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. It's like, you know, yeah. and for him to, for to be that precise about it, that observant and that like insightful into what the culture what what her motivations are like why this exists and the fight back against it so strongly before any of this was even popularized is amazing yeah, yeah. but that Diane Imus to me was the first canceling that was the first public canceling that I remember yep uh being canceled for what they said real quick Eric K donated again and I oh. uh I hope uh you know if you did tell me in the chat I apologize Eric K for three dollars, say a fireball vigilante together. I uh, will we'll be here in spirit. I think it was a typo. Uh, people to do things to see. Oh, wait, the other way around, or is it? I'm not sure, Eric. You, you usually have quite a few people to do, so yeah, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate the super chat. And I hope you're still here to hear it. Oh, yeah. It would suck if you already left. Uh, man. Thank hey, you, man. Eric K. The great Eric K. He is the the king of all wrenches, and he's he sent the he's the first super chat I got, and he sent a couple of them since, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, thank you, man. Thank you. You know, you're saying the first canceling. I think historically the first canceling was Nick the Greek. Do you know who uh, that is? That the guy? Yeah, from way back in the day in the eighties. Yeah, I think it was. Said, yeah. yeah, he was a prognosticator for CBS. Was it? He yeah, was like he a football was- guy. 
Yeah, I think he was like a handicapper, like a sports handicapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. I remember that. I, I, well, I mean, I wasn't. I don't think I was born, but I know of that story. I think you were uh, born. I think I was aware. I think I was alive when it happened. I, um, was it? I thought that was before. I thought it was early eighties. Let me see. I, I don't actually remember. But, but you I, might be right. I don't know. It was. You know how when it comes to the past, it all is just like I wasn't. I, if I was alive, I wasn't alive enough to know what the fuck was going on. I know what you're saying. Um, you uh, might be right. It could have been. I guess that. I don't know. I still gotta have to look into, but um, but yeah, no, he said that he yeah. said that about like he's talking about slavery and stuff like that, yeah. and athletics, and it was, I mean, it was a clunky idiot thing to say, um, yeah. but you know, it was one of the he was the first canceling, he was the first person was the that first canceling, yeah, 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 I would say that you're right, he is kind of the first canceling. And I don't agree with what he said. I mean, there's a lot of reasons you can prove you can disprove it in a lot of ways, but. Being canceled and losing his whole life for it. I mean, looking back, looking back at the precedent of canceling, it's like I would have gladly took that as opposed to to establishing this whole culture of being able to destroy somebody because they said the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- so that's actually kind of makes me want to segue into this story. So, have you heard about this? I think this broke today. Have you heard mm-hmm. about the vegan moms, a vegan teacher story? I have not heard about the vegan teacher story. Hey, so uh, TikToker. Oh, geez. And she got she got thrown off of TikTok for doing things like uh, I think the accusations were was like some kind of body shaming, ableism, uh, and maybe uh, like you know kind of sexual impropriety with someone who was like under eighteen. You know. Okay, and that's so, fucked up. So let me let me so hear out this story. So it wasn't that she just said something really harmless on like some kids, uh, another TikTokers Instagram like a feed or whatever, like uh, some Minecraft guy, and he and she said something about you know vegan girls and like fruits and vegetables. Like this woman is insufferable. Like she has yeah. like a, like a condescending school marm kind of vibe about veganism and why you need to be vegan, and so. Basically, while all these accusations came out, what this really was was a troll canceling by all the kids on TikTok who just didn't want this old nudge hanging around their platform. Oh man, <laughs> that's was- crazy! The TikTok thought- kids do some funny things. That they? really made me laugh, and I was like, "That gives me hope for the future." Yeah, it kind of does. That they would kind of like. And I, you know, we're not pro canceling. I don't want anyone to be no, canceled. No. But I love the idea of, you know, you know what I love the idea of, and I think a lot of people need to do it a little more. A little bit of gatekeeping. A little bit of like, you know what? We don't want you here. <laughs> I know it sounds fucked up, but is there certain if 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 a lot of nerds would have said that to the SJWs, you know, where would things be? TikTok yeah. wants to keep TikTok TikTok, and there's something to be said about that. And I think I think it's mostly like why it gives me hope is because not because like she's canceled, but the thing is like canceling yeah. seems to be here to stay. What gives me hope is that this was kids like not that they really gave a shit, not that they were offended, not that their feelings were hurt, not that they even gave a shit about that. They just <laughs> know what the mechanics of canceling how it works, and yeah. they tried to get rid of this nudge from their community, and they just and they used it like. That made me laugh so much because that was like just kids being kids and yeah. not, you know, not sensitive snowflake babies, just kids like just busting balls and like having fun. And I was like, this is great. I am really happy. Should be doing. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you if you if you Google her, if you look up a vegan teacher like TikTok, the second you look at this woman, you're gonna understand how annoying she is. Okay, let's. Uh... You know what? Let me actually get to the chat. I, I hate getting okay. too far behind with you guys. All good. Uh, what was the last? Where did I leave off? I think it's almost. It, you know what? I've had more people the past couple of weeks, so it's almost it's getting to the point where it's getting sort of difficult to kind of keep my place in the chat, which kind of is a cool thing as far as growth. Champagne but problems. Like, huh? Champagne problems. Yeah, hey, I'm happy to have a champagne problem. Somebody mentioned they're you know streaming with one person, and it's probably them. That's where I started. So I'm like, oh man, there's too many people to catch. I see a lot of Eric K, and I'm trying to think where to start. I'm just gonna pick a place to start. So we're gonna start here. And the words of Clayton Bixby, Condoleezza Rice sounds like a Mexican dish. Which uh, Clayton Bixby, of course, Dave Chappelle's blind black white supremacist from his uh, show. That would so not fly today. But it was a brilliant sketch. Genius. And I love it. So Elder Dragoon uh, says, much of real comedy comes from pain. Sometimes you get the urge to tell someone to back the fuck off, and that shit is funny. Swear if you need to, but don't make that your only thing. That's probably fair. Yeah, don't look. It shouldn't be a crutch, you know? Like, I find myself doing that sometimes. I try to curse less just because, it, you know, you do. It does have an impact when you curse. And, like, with punchlines and stuff, like, you know. It really can be something that's a little too easy at times. I get that. Yeah, I, I gotta say, fuck a lot less. Condoleezza Rice is a lizard person, according to Central Dildo. He's sure. <laughs> uh, we had the vigilante. Let's go ahead. No, I'll just say we had a vigilante with us. The show cannot confirm or deny the lizard lizardry of any politician uh, past yes. the current. Yes, we we have no intention on making such statements, and we we do not uh, back up. That is just a, a crazy Croatian, and we're sorry you had to hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's up, Eric K? Cool to see a regular from other channels as well. Just to help the topic of conversation earlier, with the perspectives of Garden Patrice on no, Eric K. I think he's been in and out. Uh, yeah, she had no choice. I'm not sure about her laughing because this is uh, as far as the Patrice thing with that lady. She seemed very charmed by Patrice. Yeah. Like very much charm. He was so in control. Very much so. Corey B. Uh, hell, Corey B. Says he thinks that's funny as hell. Uh, Captain Trek. Hello, Captain Trek. I appreciate you, man. Hello. Uh, hello, Captain Trek. And Lord Thoth saying LOL. Damn son. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a little, a few minutes ago. Love this. Okay. Oh, I guess you guys are talking about the damn video. John Gina Carano. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great video. And that was how it began with the feminazis. We saw their birth. Yep. We saw their origin story. That was yep. that was Batman's parents getting shot for the feminazis. Yes, it was. That was the that was the origin story. It was the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ooze. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Emotional arguments are pointless uh and illogical. Either everything okay. Or nothing is. You know what? I actually have to slightly disagree. Unfortunately, I, I would. I wish emotional arguments were indeed pointless. They are illogical, but unfortunately, we see that emotional arguments can be very, very powerful as mm. far as persuasion. Um, I agree. That's why they're made. Yep. Uh, yeah. Props to Eric K. Eric K. Is the man. Every, I love Eric K. And sorry for the, if the chat bot is going crazy. I, I probably should do the timers a little bit better. I don't understand the timers. I'm I'm still a boomer, so I apologize for stream elements, but yes, Eric K is always on his player shit because uh, he's a true player for life. 
<laughs> he is a rider guy, man. Yeah, I love Eric K. He's for sure. Sorry, I uh Mr. Chat. Good to see you again. Did you miss hopefully you missed your own super chat, but you you're out of there anyway. So thank you, Eric K, for the super chat and for being here. I appreciate that. I missed I missed Eric K's uh, uh departure. Sorry. Goodness, okay. Uh, you guys remember Moms Against Rap trying to cancel CNA, uh, NWA destroying their CDs and shit. I do remember them stomping on CDs. Yeah, because that was the Catholics were big, can- like uh, conservatives were big cancelers. They weren't cancelers, yeah. but they were like they were kind of had the same, you know, censorship. Censorship. Yeah, we don't want to have to hear this. We don't want to yeah. have to listen to it because it offends our delicate sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, got a bounce. Oh, Femmer, I appreciate you being here. Stay safe, everyone. Peace to you all. See you guys Friday. Fuck vegan teacher. Have hope for the future. Let's gatekeep if necessary. Bye. Peace. Yeah. Bye, Femmer. Uh, a little bit. Uh, gatekeep. Is there a vegan that's not unsuffer- insufferable? Uh, Adam Adam Krigler. He's pretty cool. He's vegan. Uh, hell, Mando Merck. I appreciate you being here, man. Mando uh, Merck. He, he's the man who made the uh, logo you see in the top. Uh, right corner, right above, right above a foul ball. Have a good night or day. I think I don't know what time it is over there. I'm bad with the time. See Where is he? He's in Angola. Angola. Yeah. Wow. Wait, is that uh, Fenner too? Are they both? Aren't they both from? No, oh, that's no. That was just Fenner. I was talking. Oh, about. Uh, because no, I don't know where Henry Sherman is. I have no idea where Henry is. I've I've met Mando Mark. I thought that's where you were. Talking. Oh, Mando, Mando, where are you? I don't know where Mando is either. Uh, that was all also written by Chappelle's writing partner, Neil. I think he's talking about the black white supremacist thing. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Kurt uh, Metzger, he was a writer on Chappelle's show. Oh, I did not know that either. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's a big writer. His, uh, <sighs> it, last week's Ryan Long podcast with him was really interesting. Uh, Fathead Druid says, Dad, "Damn vegans, giving me the stink eye when I hunt seals. You shouldn't hunt, shouldn't do that, Fathead Druid. We need those seals." Apparently, a lot of ideas came from Neil. Huh? Uh, Femur looks like he didn't quite leave. Well, comedy uh, doesn't always come from curses. The best comedy is smart with a few curses. As example, Family Guy. All they do is curse, use senseless violence. Now they're awful. How horrible! I haven't watched Family Guy forever, and I've heard they got really bad. I haven't. It hasn't been interesting to me for a long time. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy the Greek. Okay, I think you said Nick the Greek. Is Did I Jimmy say Nick the Greek? Greek? Oh, I think Nick. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Nick the Greek is from uh, from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I thought I heard that before. That the Jimmy the Greek story. That's funny. Thank you, uh, Henry Sherman. I appreciate that. Uh, was for the Jimmy story. Yeah, it was talked about a lot back in the day. There's a there's a thirty for thirty about that whole thing. It is. It is. Mando plugging his logo. Check out Mando's channel. It has a link to his Discord on his channel, and you can get great logos like I do. They're really great, and I'm glad. Glad I have one. Mom is Catholic, and she loved NWA. I did not know there was such a Croatian Catholic audience for NWA. I, Apparently, there was female, female Catholic. Yeah, female that that Catholic Catholic Croatian women. There was a market for NWA for them. Who knew? No. Adam is the exception to the rule for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam who? Adam West? Adam Krigler. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Where am I? NYC. I thought you were NYC, but I didn't want to say and be wrong because I'm, man, my memory is it's a complete mess. It's it's already been a mess to try to account for it, where everyone is. It can be a bit hard. Save uh, a big deal, Club of Vegan. Yeah. Don't club the, don't club anyone, Corey B or uh, I forgot who was clubbing vegans. I mean clubbing That's sales. true. I mean we can't, you know, we're not endorsing violence. You can go to the club, but don't club anyone. Um, and maybe you shouldn't go to the club either with uh, how things are in the dating world. You're gonna Modern die friend. and kill your grandma, you piece of shit. Yeah, I was just talking about the crazy bitches, but yeah, that too. <laughs> Modern family guy is just awful, says so Fimmer. Uh, Catherine Trek saying hell to Cast in the Shadows and Mando because I guess they're both here. It has multiple channels. So yeah, check out either of those channels and I think his uh, what you call it, his link to his Discord, you can contact him. And then he's contacted himself. And so yeah, this is both Mando and Merck. I love Mando. Hey, I appreciate getting two views and get hopefully get two likes. So feel free. Uh, cool about one the Catholic. Huh? So I should say it's 1.30 in the morning where Fenner is. Goodness gracious, Fenrir! You do go to bed, Fenrir. Don't stay up. Don't don't keep <laughs> go to man. sleep, man. Go to bed. Yes, yeah, past your bedtime, young man. I shouldn't do that to Fenrir. He's a grown ass man. He'll be nineteen soon. There you go. Uh, cool about the Catholic uh, such a deal, though. I remember OMB reviews from FNT is Catholic. Yeah, he is uh, Odin. And yes, oh, I'm not Catholics. I'm just kidding. Yeah, shout out to Catholic. Shout out to anyone. Shout out to anyone and everyone in the chat. Whatever you are, whatever you believe. Appreciate it. So, oh, this vegan, what was her name? Vegan uh, mom? Teacher. Vegan teacher. Me. You got a Googler, dude. As soon as you see her, you'll completely understand. Um, okay. Yeah, that's one of my, I, that, that was a really funny story. I was very happy to see that. I was like, oh, good. Because, yeah, I think. People assume, especially millennials, like uh, millennials assume that like the next generation is going to be even more sensitive and they're going to have it even harder. And can you imagine all the body positive body issues they're going to have if Instagram was when you were a kid, blah, 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 blah. And then there's like, there's this generation of kids that are like total trolls as, as, as people, like they don't play in any bullshit they don't play into identity politics they don't play into you know like uh, any of the canceling they are any of this shit they just they don't do social media like it's all a big joke to them and i'm like that is so encouraging well i think there's a lot of people who realize social media is is not wrong but it's, it's wrong like it was it not a not a total mistake not that there's not a lot of great stuff about social media there is but like our generation, it was so new and yeah. we took to it so heavy that we overemphasize its relevance in society. And so the next generation is like, uh, this is some shit that a bunch of old people use. You know what I mean? It's not even cool to them. It's like, okay, Facebook, uh, something my dad's on. You know what I mean? It's like, what the yeah. fuck? They have a totally different perspective of it. It's something that has always existed in their lives and it has the ability to be a lot. It's, it's, it's a it's a uh, cable TV to them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's you don't like everything on cable. No, and I, I feel like anyone under 25 has never had a Facebook account. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, yeah, kidding. but yeah, you know what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably Facebook. Uh, 20 is probably a good cutoff. And if yeah. the only reason they would have had a Facebook is for a Tinder. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I can't even, I don't even go. I, I, I don't go on Facebook at all. Um, yeah, I want, I don't I, even have one. 
no, it's a it's it's a sewer. And I people I see, I'm like, there's still people on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I just assume it's there's not happening because I haven't looked at it. I never look at it, and I go on. There's people posting. I'm like, what are you people doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but let let me ask you this: Have you heard anything about um Clubhouse, the Clubhouse app? I've heard the name, but I don't know exactly what it is. And oh, by the way, I do have the vegan teacher pulled up. That's why I came back. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm jumping around a little much. Sorry. No, that's fine. It's my fault because I went on. This is her. This is what she looks like. So don't you get it as soon as you look at her? She just seems. Yeah. (laughs) You very much do. Mm. And here's the actual report from Fox News, I guess. Screw them anyway. Uh, but that vegan teacher says TikTok ban won't si- silence her following petition controversies. So I guess TikTok has quitted to- uh, cold turkey. A controversial vegan blogger was allegedly booted off TikTok after a petition lobbying for her with viral agony that her content pr- uh, violate the platform's community guidelines as racist, offensive, and misleading. Well, they probably were offensive. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. not in the same way. Yeah. I think. Wait a second. Her middle name is actually Karen. She yeah. even was Caddy Karen Diekmeyer. Wow. She that vegan teacher. She's yeah. an actual Karen. A literal Karen. A literal Karen. She she's she is a Karen and a half. Literally, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> she is. Oh, this is great. Oh, so you've been here a while, Henry Sherman. I appreciate it. you. Said just recently start commenting after lurking. Uh so for a while, yeah, it doesn't matter if you uh, lurk. If you, hey, if you guys are just lurking, I appreciate you here too, man. I lurk. I lurk, yeah, I lurk a lot because I mean I don't. Uh, and then sometimes when I like I do say something in the channel, oh crap! I've accidentally ended up on a stream where all I wanted to do was lurk before. So I'm like, okay. I'm just... Well, sometimes I don't want to like say hi to 15 people, especially if I'm yeah. on my own, you know, and I have to try to like type in like hail Thoth, hail everybody, you know, it's just too much. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I'm doing something else, so it's in the background, and it's yep. like I'm lurking and working, and I'm not really active in the chat. 100%. So I get that. Uh, vegan teachers cringe. I have vegan friends. I don't judge them. They don't judge me. That's how it should be. Everyone's going to be different. Some people have a vegan diet of by necessity. Uh, that's where we had to put our faith, in my humble opinion, Gen Z. Yeah, because Gen Z... Um, and Robert has the point that I think they looked at their millennial parents and said, hell no, I don't want to be like that. And that's, I think there's something to that. You, you know, there's a tendency to rebel and these, you know, the, the generation now who's rebelling against these really woke parents probably feel like the same generation who rebelled against the crazy religious, you know what I mean? Parents of that generation, like, Oh, let's be punks. Let's be counterculture. Let's be against all these stuffy ass, you know, super religious, super church going, pushing, you know, you're not supposed to do anything. That was the, that was the parents that, that encouraged the counterculture. Now we have these parents of you say something wrong, you, you're canceled. And, and now the kids are like, fuck you, we're done. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like you, it's instinctual to rebel against your parents, you know, like, and that, yeah. and like that type of thinking is going to seem really conservative to them. You know, it's going to be like this old school way of looking at the world, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I've even said, I, I talked about religion. Think about this. The most punk rock thing you could probably do is be like a legitimate Christian who's like, I'm a Christian and I'm saying it because it's such a like thing. To, it's such an anti, it's, it's like the opposite. You're not supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to like hide it. If you're like uh, in a blue city, 
the most punk rock thing you could be would be a Trump supporting Christian. Yes. Who's out of the closet. Like that is punk rock to me. Cause that yeah. is so contradictory to the overall culture and will garner such a negative response, but you're doing it cause you believe in it. That's punk to me. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, hello, Henry. Or thumbs up, Henry. That's me plugging shit. <laughs> plug Don't need to plug. Uh, you're always helping out with a cleverly funny statement. Uh, I'm not sure what that's in reference to. Closed my Facebook account two years ago. I did in 2014. Wow. I closed it. That's smart, dude. Huh? That's smart. You saved yourself years of headache. Yeah, I, it was getting to me. Like, I'm somebody I've talked about. Like, I have, like, serious depression. I realized this is me. I don't. This is making me feel worse about myself. It's not really helping. I'm not connecting to anyone. There's no point. I've connected more to people here like you and the chat and a lot of the people I've um, been on channels with in the past, you know, three to six months, however long it's been, than I ever did on social media for years and years. And again, yeah. she was indeed a Karen and a half. Yeah. And I see you saw, uh, sent the video in the private chat. Maybe I'll play that instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, it's, it's her response to getting canceled and it's yeah. like hateable. It's first of all, it's 23 minutes. Oof, we're not getting through all that, but we'll play yeah, some of it. I have no interest in doing any of that. I mean, it just shows how out of touch this woman is. And I think, like, the big story about this is that she thinks that she's like Gina Carano. Like, she's, uh, you know, like she's someone who got canceled because she has righteous beliefs and people are trying to silence her. And the truth is, we just don't like you. You're just not likable. And that's what these, <laughs> these kids are just like, nah, 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 we canceled you. <laughs> that's great. So funny. That's great. Hold on, I don't want to just Corey get it B. set up. Okay, look at the chat because the chat's so on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey B says, "Preach." This is an organic community, and I concur. Uh oh, shut up, YouTube. Not yet. Um, yeah, it is an organic community. That's what makes it so great. Yeah, it's. it's and I, I don't know. I can't remember which stream I said this on. This is probably one of the biggest legitimate punk rock movements going on Earth right now. 100 percent dude it's the only group of people i hear saying like real truth you know like there's some good comedians out there that are like still entertaining and like you know it's not a cop podcast anymore but the history hyenas were pretty punk rock against like woke bullshit like they said but they still like they're they were really good but most comedians like they don't go against the system they don't buck the system you know they're all still kind of like yeah they still respect hollywood they don't they're not like bringing it down and i think youtube is the spot that's actually straight up being like fuck you here's what we really yeah. think and i mean the youtubers because it's not the platform because they're trying to right. that's true uh, but you know what it, that's what makes it even cool the people who are fighting even fighting the damn platform and they're still like no i'm gonna say what i need to say that's mm -hmm. why i've said you know what i'm probably never going to be monetized for the shit i say but i'm still going to talk my shit because i have to and I know. I, I, you know it, it's cool you know eric eric just super chatted me who knows if this thing grows you guys do a lot more of that if you don't never one if i never get another super chat i'm still happy because I, I just love doing this shit um, let me see. Somebody Karen's on parade, and yeah, need to make that rage on against the machine a rage for the machine. That's fine. Uh, Karen's instead of buzz on parade, we have Karen's on parade. I That's love that. Funny. Uh, Deke the freak, a wild Karen appears. You do that, would make a great, uh, a great video. What 
wild characters. Yeah, like yeah, just like the cat like angry SJWs and Karens, but done to like the the Rage Against the Machine. That would be really cool. <laughs> okay, what would Karen do? Um, Mando Merc is drawing, so he's uh, doing the lurking and working. He's following Cash in the Shadows example. Uh, lurk on Gary's channel on DCs. Too many people in the chat. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the chat. It's a lot. It's a lot. And lurking and working is what a Kai MFS is doing while he comes up with a raging, raging for the machine. Um, parody songs. Hail Godzillionaire. I appreciate you here, man. Godzillionaire. Uh, follow me over from uh, Yelling at Park Cars with uh, Comics Division. I appreciate. Oh, I appreciate yeah. anyone. That's where a lot of these people are. I appreciate everybody who's following me from either Comics Division or Culture or West or wherever you guys are seeing me. Thank yeah. you so much. Hell yeah. I saw you and uh, Nick on there the other night. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on there uh, quite a bit, me and Nick and a few other people. He's really cool by letting people on. That's um, tight. That's tight. Big fan of comics. Yeah. Uh, friends. T- oh. <laughs> oh, man. SJWs are going to love us. A friend once told me vegan chicks are drier. Wasn't talking about that before. Uh, I, you know, I have, you know, they don't do vegan. It, yo, I was with a fat vegan. It was, it was fine, honestly. But like, fat vegan, yeah, the fat vegans are weird. Like, how do you stay fat and vegan? Because they, what they do is they eat a shit ton of junk and they can be misshapen. Don't go down the road. You don't want to be vigilante wins when it comes to women. I, I mean, I, I've, I've lucked up a few times, but I've done some things and seen some things I wouldn't recommend. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, rage for the machine. They're very much woke now. There's a uh, there, there's a vegan chick who's got a fat ass. Yeah, uh, she's got this this chick uh, Katya Elise Henry is ridiculously uh, hot, and she's a she's an Instagram model and she's a vegan. Um, but I have never heard of a fat vegan. I do. I work at a, I'm at a farmer's market every Sunday selling the bread for the yeah. baker that I work at. Bro, they look so unhealthy. Vegans look emaciated. Yeah, they well, people. I brought up Adam Krigler, he's talked about he supplements, right? Because he recognizes, and which I don't know, every vegan does, there are still nutrients that you will not get from a vegan diet that you need, mainly B yeah. vitamins. And so, he supplements, and there's probably some other stuff. I'm not an expert, but he supplements and he doesn't look as unhealthy as everyone else. He looks skinny, he's a skinny guy, but he doesn't have that same like skin looks like your life the life in your skin is not there for some reason yes the life in your skin that's what it feels like or that skinny fat look where it's like your body just doesn't look right yeah you know what i mean Uh, i do i do um but this i told this vegan she uh she doesn't have that issue no she's extremely skinny oh yeah we are going to show her yeah yeah (laughs) yeah she's She's easy on the eyes. She's, she's easy on the eyes. I probably shouldn't show this because I don't want to get my stream yeeted and it has been yeeted. But yeah, she's that ass doesn't look vegan. I think there's some meat that contributed <laughs> to that. Those ass cheeks. Uh, those ass cheeks look like meat, dairy, uh, processed foods were a part. I would and squats totally and, that. The, and that and you know you know genetics squats Genetic. maybe maybe some shots. Mm-hmm. There was a lot involved with that ass that you know. That's not just vegan food. Wasn't just tofu to get that get an ass like that. <laughs> Tofurky didn't build that booty. Tofurky did not build that booty, no. Maybe, maybe not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Okay, so you guys were getting really good. In the, you guys are so good in the chat. I cannot keep up with you anymore. So I, pre- I appreciate it. 
I want to, yeah. Robert says get a couch. If a hey, if I could have the the young lady we just had and it's a small black couch, I'll take you up on that, Robert. Mm-hmm. Take you up on that. Uh, Circle life at Femmer. Femmer, why are you up? I saw you in the chat. You should go back to bed. Uh, <laughs> hell, just another red shirt. Not just another red shirt. He is the red shirt, and I appreciate having him here. What is up? Just another red shirt. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, authenticity. Having a soul is the new entertainment. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I love doing this. I love just. I feel like I'm a part of something new. A part of like the new generation. You know, who knows what ever come from this? But it's just like this is this feels very exciting. Um, yeah. And such a dildo saying hello to red shirt and noise gods. I'm not, not. I'm not sure if that was a. Oh, Godzillionaire. I see. Yeah, let me try to get fat vegan cigar. <laughs> I like that. Yes, there are fat vegans, man. You got to They're weird looking, but they exist. That's funny. Uh, I'm trying to cut, dude. You guys are saying hi to each other. It was Kai MFS, I'd say. I know a lifelong, lifelong vegan that was a former Miss Universe or Miss America or something contested. And she does not look emaciated. She's fine as hell. Does she supplement? Does she supplement? I think that is the key to that emaciated look. Um, I think they have to fat vegans are vegan from nine to five. No, fat vegans are people who realize like potato like Lay's potato chips are vegan. Right. And they just say, Oh, this is vegan. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa. And they go, oh bread. Yeah, pasta. They find the things that are vegan and are terrible and they just gorge on that to vegan. call themselves vegan. Yeah. But yeah. Sorbet. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I need to, I need to Friday. <laughs> for for that, she had vegan implants. Yeah, that could have been a part of it. The implants could have been a part of it. Uh, easy on the eyes, but it takes a long time to get past the curse. Yeah, uh, playing with fire here. Yeah, I am playing with fire as much as I, I've gotten uh, Chun Li before she was. Before people were worried about her whereabouts in Mortal Kombat, she was getting my stream taken down because of a damn cosplayer. Uh, really you can't show booty on a on a on a stream like this i don't know like i had a thumbnail that had a chun Li cosplayer and it wasn't nothing bad but that got my stream taken down for pornography they put it back up i won my dispute but this that was what they said so mm-hmm. her couch and a lot of oil uh couch like that you can set yeah with a couch like that you can set your beverage down yeah she has a <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of backseat and Fenver couldn't resist had to return, but I'll be uh going now, y- giving now. It shows how tired you are. Going now for real this time. That's what he's trying to say. But he's too tired because it's nearly two o'clock in the morning. She's dedicated to her fitness and works out regularly. She has a book about vegan diet that I'm reading. Okay, okay. That was that model. Are vegan. Yeah, the model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure she does that extra mile of research at least to try to figure out that. Uh, yeah, Skittles. I guess they're vegan. Dildos. So apparently, dildos are vegan too, according to Cinch Dildo. <laughs> All right, Fathead Druid. Yes, uh, get an early start. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everyone who's uh, been here. Good to see you, bro. Uh, about the ch- wow, about the Chun Li thumbnail. Yeah, uh, whatever the stream is a couple weeks ago, it's in two parts because I got taken down midstream, started up streaming, and then even that second stream got taken down, even though I censored the thumbnail. But I left them both up, and they're both up now, so you can check them out. Uh, later. Uh, who's this? Uh, Fenrir. Fenrir, yeah, okay. I didn't know if it was anywhere else. Uh, 
And then Fathead Drew is also leaving. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, call it Thanksgiving with those honey glazed hams. Yeah. <laughs> she has some cakes for sure. Yeah, she saying goodnight to each other. Okay. Did you, you want to show the, me show this uh, vegan teacher video real quick? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Just real quick. Let's show it. She's just just too- parts of it because this is 20 fucking three minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't hear it. You can't hear it? Okay. Okay. Let me let me stop this and then reshare it. I think I just forgot to share it with audio. Share the screen. Okay. Let's try this again. And she has a silent voice, so maybe that was it. But let's try this again. Uh, let me know if you can hear it. All right. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Many of you woke up this morning and found out that my account was banned on TikTok. And Bro, you pause this real quick? Yeah. You know who she looks like? She looks like Chloe from Fight Club. That woman with cancer who's about to die who just wants to get laid for the yeah, last time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's so dark. <laughs> so dark. She's just like that. It's like she's just like emaciated. Wait, like she's going to die soon. Oh, oh heaven. Eat a oh, burger. West... Ah, so which says West Moon? It's the banshee that was in my closet. She got out. She got out, Wes. Damn it. What's up, West uh, Moody? What is this? Um, yeah, waiting for a house to fall on her. Is that a person or a skeleton wearing skin? Well, we yeah. all are technically skeletons wearing skin. That was yeah. the line from Fight Club. That like she was looked like what Meryl Streep's skeleton looked like if you wrapped it in plastic and made it act real nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah, she on. looks so healthy. She does not uh, put her back. I can't put her back. She's escaped forever, Wes. Yeah, she's, she's out coming of the for you. She's coming for you, Wes. It'd be funny if she's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, she's trying to be all hard ass. Yeah. Salem is calling you, Karen. Yeah, she may be a witch. Looks like an older version of Tina from Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Uh, I don't know. Tina's a little bit more chubbier. Hell, Wes. Hell, Wes Moody. And uh, yeah. So yeah, let's get back into you know one thing I do want to say is hey, I am not I'm not a pro cancel guy. I don't want her to be canceled just because she's boring and terrible. Even though I think it's great that the TikTokers just said fuck you get off her platform. I think it's funny. But uh let's let's go on and see this woman's video. I think that this is a great victory. Somehow it makes you smile to know that an animal rights activist is being silenced on one of the platforms. Why is that? Why does that bring you joy? Because uh, you suck. I know why. Yeah. Because you're feeling guilty. You know you shouldn't be eating animals. You know you shouldn't uh, be coming to exploit them. And you cannot look in the mirror and see that in you. It's like so condescending. You think you're like, don't look inside that maybe it's that you're a fucking nudge and no one wants this lecture. Don't do that. Just it's on everyone else. You feel guilty, so you can't hear this voice of truth out there. Shut up. No, you're no you suck. That's what this is. You just suck. 
Yeah, there's always that obliviousness to all of this. No matter what we're talking about, it's always this that person who's just oblivious yeah. to what the issue is. No awareness. Um, and maybe that's just you know how she like she can't be aware. She cannot have that amount of self awareness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Henry Sherman thinks that Meryl Streep analogy is hilarious and it's very apt in this case. Fight club. Uh, Crip keeper in a wig. Uh, <laughs> nose can cut diamonds. I don't know. I want to go on the nose thing because I want. I don't want to get yeeted. <laughs> <laughs> in, case, in, case, in case she has a certain uh, religious or national I background, I don't want to get myself yeeted, man. Uh, did she have to step closer to the camera? Yeah. Uh, whatever Wednesday, I'm actually down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Cast shadows on whatever Wednesday. Do they think about the poor plant lives they destroy and uproot? Yeah, they don't give a fuck about the plants. No concern. Eating steak gives me joy. Gotta do what gives you joy, guys. Zillionaire. Gotta do what gives you joy. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. No, 100%. 100%. Don't you mean we're free casting the shadows? Uh-oh. Looks like some, some venom shit going on with uh, casting the shadows of Mando Mert. Uh, I hope the right guy wins. Uh, disease and hell. Are they going back? Is there a little feud in the chat? Well, Cast in the Shadows and Mando Merc are this. Well, actually, does somebody else do Cast in the Shadows with you, Mando? But he has both channels. I'm not sure if there's another person doing it. I'm just messing with him because they're oh, okay. going back and forth with each other. So I'm not sure if it's him going back and forth with himself or if it's another guy going back and forth with him. I swear I've seen her in a video game before. You've seen her. You know who she looks like? You know that one? Um, it's actually a teacher that does that one uh, SJW meme. Not does it, but just the one girl with the short hair or whatever. The yeah, the read the one who's just like that one, just not that crazy. one. Oh, the, the other one with the, she has the glasses on, she has the short hair and the turtleneck. Oh, the one who's like, that yes, one? that one. Yeah, yeah I that's know that's her mom. This it's is her funny. mom. If you ever saw that video of that girl, like she really wasn't even that that triggered. Like she was still saying obnoxious social justice stuff, but she wasn't like losing her mind. They just managed to catch like one little moment that made her look like she was one of those people. It's actually a pretty yeah. funny little bit of pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. So Kaya MFS gets it. Can, can, Mando Merck and Cash in the Shadows are kind of like Cactus Jack or Mankind. That's that's exactly. <laughs> and honestly, I am this whole vigilante Wilson is basically the mankind gimmick just with my fat black ass. <laughs> um, she played the evil queen in Gears. Jeez, um, <laughs> there's that's where we know her from. I haven't played that that's, in a while. I bet it's 105 degrees in that room. She got a sweater on, Martha yeah. Stewart. Martha yeah, Martha Stewart, Stewart lymphoma. Oh, god, <laughs> Sorry. make a good <laughs> she would make a good character for a female villain, maybe the evil scientist. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. Uh, creative. I created and own Casting Shadows. However, I co-created the other shadows could be the ones talking. You'll never know. I see Mando Merck, so it could be two different people. It could just be him. We'll never know. He's got like a performance piece going on in the chat. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Or maybe he's just talking to his friend who co-created the channel from another chat. We, okay. we don't know. It's the mystery. It's the mystery that draws us in. Yeah, it's Speaking like uh, of Andy Kaufman. You don't know what's real and what's illusion. Yeah. It's funny, we didn't talk about Andy Kaufman, but that was another guy I was thinking of, like different comedians who's like, okay, they just don't fit Hollywood. They just don't. I never understood they, Kaufman, though. I never got him. I didn't really get him, but when it, like, like Tim and Eric and like Eric Andre and all these comedians that have come around in this era, it's like, uh, even though I don't like Tim and Eric, I like Eric Andre. 
I'm like, okay, I see what his influence was. Like, I, I don't quite get it, but I sort of do, if that makes sense. What, Eric, uh, Tim and Eric, or or who is it that you... you Eric I, Andre, I like. You ever see Eric Andre? I I don't know. I've heard him. I've heard him in interviews and stuff, like on podcasts, but I don't think I've ever yeah. seen any of his work, but I heard he's pretty cool. So I haven't really seen any of his stand-up, but he has a show, and it's fucking nuts. What he does is, it, even though he just got... I don't know what happened with him and Hannibal Burris, and I didn't see the last season. Actually, I've never seen any season. I've just seen clips on YouTube. It's just off YouTube clips. But they're there, hilarious. Is there a drama between uh between them? I don't know enough to know. It right. very well could be, but I'm not, I'm gonna, you know, cool there. I'm gonna Google it while you're telling me about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Appreciate it, man. Um, so basically his show, he just has a show and he basically just terrorizes celebrities. Really? Um, and then he has Hannibal Burris. Yeah, he he he'll he'll have like the celebrity who has no idea who he is. He asks them like some of the craziest questions and stupid questions. Everything is absurdist. So maybe they'll start trying to answer the question. He'll just start screaming and then just jump through a table or some shit. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. But seeing their reactions and just making these people uncomfortable, that's the, the whole drama of the show. And then the one-liners that he and Hannibal have are kind of like, that's the, the draw of the show. And I think it's it's pretty good. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if you get that if you don't have an Andy Kaufman 30, 40 years before to kind of influence like comedy that's near disturbing. And mm. just weird. And even if it's like, I, I appreciate, I, I even if I don't like anything that's everything that's weird and out there, I appreciate people doing it because you need to push boundaries there. So that's where I can kind of appreciate what Kaufman was doing. Cool. I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of the guys, like they owe respect to the people that came before them. Like, you know, I, I've never really like listened to a prior set or whatever. Yeah. But I understand like what his significance in stand up, you know what I mean? So it's like, even if it's not necessarily for me, it's not even that I don't even know if it's not for me. I just feel like it's too old for me to get it. But it's yeah. like, I respect what, like, that it laid the groundwork for all the people that came later. Yeah. Everything doesn't, a lot of times, stuff doesn't age well because you, you had to be there to understand why it was important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think maybe some prior stuff is like that. And uh, the mystery's over. It is Mando with both. Both things, but hey, I don't care. I get two views and two likes. I appreciate you here, man. <laughs> he just uh, left. Okay, that's funny. Well, he just well, he just leave. No, it's just funny that he just like revealed it. Like, like yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I can say that word, but that word, Stuart, maybe. <laughs> oh, so for now, so maybe maybe he'll switch up. Why does she have a washing machine? I think that's a stove. Oh no, that doesn't look like it's a washing machine in a. Or to her like left or to would be her right, but it looks like our left near those flowers. I think that's a counter, like a countertop. I do not think she has a washing machine in her kitchen. Uh, it's an oven. I've seen them. Yeah, that other part is oven. Uh, since your dildos likes Eric Andre says he's excellent. Sorry to rush through it, but I, um, it's a lot of you guys, and I, I want to get to everyone in the chat. I know, but it does look a washing machine. Yeah, it does kind of. Uh, check out some old Mitch Hedberg. I'm not familiar with him. No, he's funny. He goes, he's all one-liners. He's got a great line where he's like, uh, an escalator cannot break. It can only become stairs. That's, that's, uh, I guess it's not that. Not, I yeah. mean, he's just, I don't know. He's got good jokes. Like, he does have Yeah, yes. Yeah, I saw this wino eating grapes. I said, wait. <laughs> it's just like that type of humor. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I see. 
And a lot of those types of jokes, especially one-liners, a lot of that's delivery. I see. So most of the time it is, Mando. Oh, we should have left the mystery. Go on. Yeah, of course, man. me, you get two for the price of one. I like that. Appreciate it, man. And he, all eccentricity and coolness aside, he, he made this dope-ass logo, and I'm very grateful for that. Yee. Sounds like Stephen Wright. Okay, yeah, let's get a little bit more of this crazy-ass video. Uh, this crazy-ass Karen. Yeah, and real quick, just to, I didn't find any actual drama between Eric and Hannibal. If uh, something uh-huh. happened, it's all behind the scenes. Okay, okay. But on the other hand, you pay people to rape, torture, and murder these innocent animals. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know you're not supposed to say this word on YouTube, but I, I just got to hear what she said again to make sure I heard it right. Yeah. That in you. You're suffering from cognitive dissonance. You think you're a good person. We're suffering. But on the other hand, you pay people to rape, torture, and murder okay. these innocent animals. Never- <laughs> okay. If you would have just said torture and murder, I would have said, you know, whatever. You know, I, I don't know about the cognitive dissonance. I don't know if we're the ones suffering from cognitive dissonance. Is that like a different type of wagyu? Like if it comes pre-draped, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, who, who is draping these animals? What are you talking about? Like, what? She it's said like torture and murder. I'm gonna... <laughs> she said what? Really fancy bacon. It's like you drape it first, you know, for years, and that's how it gets really tender. What the uh, fuck is wrong with this person? Like, is that like foie? Yeah, maybe it's like a foie gras thing. Is that what they do to the ducks? They like feed it until it like <laughs> yeah. it just like is sick, and they just take the liver out. And oh, it's delicious because it's this diabetic duck tastes delicious. Hundred um, percent. And so maybe they they grape animals to get that flavoring. I don't know, but yeah, I just have to make sure. So so you can see why you you know we've only gone we haven't gone a full minute into this this video. We're fifty four seconds in. She's Could you hate- imagine so hateable? Like seeing this person every day on your social media platform, where you're just trying to look at thoughts twerk, and then you get this bitch coming up. Could you I- imagine? She, I guess the the thing was she she went after some Minecraft kid. Or whatever, who's like got like four million followers or some crazy. Uh, it's sixteen. He's got four million followers, uh, but apparently, and so I think that's what stirred this uproar. They're just like, who is this grandma coming into our community and like talking shit and trying to lecture everybody on why you know? It's always funny because these people who are always lecturing, like these SJWs, they always act like they've got the answer, but they always appear to be miserable, miserable and clueless. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, she came at the king and missed the king of TikTok. <laughs> and dildo, sentient dildo. This cow was fed only on nuts. These nuts, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> she acts like, oh man, uh, what is it? Did you say it's true? Okay, tried to pack t- this tennis against the wall, then I realized I'd never be better against the wall, better than the wall. I love that guy there. Not sure what that's. Is that a Stephen Wright joke? Ah. Uh... Sounds like a little Stephen Wright routines. Yeah, they they were both like one-liner comics. Yeah. Uh, yes, and Mandel did make my logo, and it's it's, it's completely dope. Uh, and yes, she did say that word, Robert. That's that's yeah. what happens to animals. Apparently. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. He's talking about logos. In the chat. Oh, such a deal, though. I don't know how it goes on in Croatia. He's like, what's? Who's graping animals now? Yeah, I'm not sure. 
Did she say she yeah? Shots fired at fairies, apparently, Robert. Maybe that's what she's talking about. Maybe that's you know what that could be. Yeah. And uh with nothing goes right, left joke didn't age well. Still funny. Okay, you guys talking jokes. This is a great comments. Kyle's fed on only on nuts. He's nuts. Hey, hey. Disease gives a new meaning to playing with your food. Uh place the headlines in the car. Show lights now look like the only one moving. Oh Lord. Um let's see. Reminds me of a bad joke. Send it to you now, Viz. Check, check Discord. I will check Discord. Uh oh, that was Mitch. Okay. So that was his joke. All right, let's play more of the video and I'll, I'll try to get a little bit further without stopping. Yeah. Something wrong to you. So when an animal rights activist like me, a middle-aged gray-haired woman who's 56 oh God. and who is a school teacher and a nurse gets oh shot God. down, this somehow brings you great joy. Look at her teeth. Playing a video game. Ugh. But this is real life. I'm a school it's teacher and a nurse and I'm a 56 year old woman. Shut up, bitch. Victims. Uh, oh I, Jesus! I'm good on this one. <laughs> okay, yeah, we get the point. I think everyone gets the point. Ugh, she's insufferable. Insufferable and you know what, man? I keep seeing all these damn teachers or former teachers and shit, and I'm just like, these are the motherfuckers educating our youth. I did a story, and I guess this guy's been on Rogan about this fucking Columbia. He's the chair of psychology and um neuroscience and he's a quote-unquote casual heroin user did you see that no <laughs> oh god and then, yes this is guy he's he's a, he's unfortunately you know he's a, he's a black guy he's from he's a the teacher he's a, he's at columbia university the columbia university he's the chair of psychology the chair the head the head honcho psychology and neuroscience and he's he's he thinks he's Hunter S. Thompson, and I—that's I, cool. Currently, he's currently currently current. This is the right now. The guy—if you had a kid and you sent him to Columbia University to study psychology—he's going under this guy. Then now he admitted he does heroin. He he wrote a book about it. What? Yeah, I'll bring it back. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I covered it yesterday. I've never heard. I've never heard of a casual. Heroin user in my life because it doesn't exist. <laughs> There's no such thing. Uh, but uh, he thinks he is, so just you got to go with it. Uh, he looks like a douche. Did you find him? Yeah, as a Fox News article, I'll send you the link. Okay, yeah, it's probably easier than oh, me trying to check my mask. Oh, he just looks like such a douche. Real pretentious. Uh, don't kill that cow yeti for like first. But it, oh, yeah. yeah. Subscribe to Fireball if you haven't already. Hey, Please give me I a sub. I'm pushing 500, man. We're almost there. We're like, uh, we're like 450 right now, 448. Yeah. So almost at 500. And my watch hours are almost at 4,000. So if I get. Really? Yeah. So if I get as many subs in the next, I don't know, six months or whatever, monetization, baby. Cool, man. Congrats on that. I hope you do get monetized, man. Yeah. Uh, your channel's a lot tamer than mine. I think you should be good. That's how. Yep, that's what he said. That's how he maintains work-life balance. Is that what he said? Was that his words that he used? Those are his words. Yes, that he did. No such thing as there's no such thing as a casual heroin user at Columbia University. It's walking distance. Well, yeah, 
Good name for a band, though. Casual hair user, it is a great name for a band. That is a good name for a band. Like a, a, a true punk band of casual heroin users. That would be so awesome. Okay. Okay. Now, and here's the thing. I'm I'm on a libertarian side. So what he said, the, the one thing he says, legalization of drugs is a fundamental right. I don't know about fundamental right, but I am actually pro-decriminalization. Um, people, I am not. I, and I can talk about that if you like. That, and that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'll tell. But I. In saying pro decriminalization, I under I am like, I'm not pro the use. I, I'm just a person that says, well, I believe you have the right to do things so long as they don't infringe upon me. But with something like drug use, you may infringe upon me because you may fuck yourself so much that you end up leak, uh, getting into you know taking so resources for the system. And, and so that's the best, the, the best argument I ever heard was made by uh, the the punk singer actually Jello Biafra. You know from yeah. the band. Kennedy's he said that and this was I was like damn that's a good point he was saying like there's really doesn't need to be any dr drug laws because the things that people do like because they say well you know if you do drugs you're more, more likely to commit crimes and this that and the other he's like well then prosecute them for committing the crime but you like the drug itself is not hurting anybody so there's no reason to to say that you can't do it and yeah. that that to me is like the the we should have a death penalty law it's like yeah we should if if that was perfect if it was a perfect system where we could just every single time a drug user stepped over the line we prosecuted him but i live in los angeles dude and like the de the essential decriminalization of of drug mm -hmm. use here has created a haven for drug addicts and they are fucking everywhere every single underpass has is just like lined with tents like there was a woman li living outside my window for a long time thank god wow. the la's finest got rid of her recently but she it was it was you know, she'd make noise all night it was disgusting and like it it just creates like this dystopia where you basically have created no consequences for living in this drug lifestyle so while it's like yeah it sounds good on paper you better be like willing to be like Germans in the forties on every other law, because you are going to have some problems on your hands. So here's what would be my counter. And I'm not a hundred thousand for sure. If this is the case, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Please. Doesn't LA and in California, don't they also do the like encourage needle thing, like free needles and all this other shit that also goes along with it. Yeah. I mean that, I think the idea behind that was that's a health issue where like, yeah. I think it was to stop the spread of AIDS where it's like, okay, at least if we're giving out fresh needles, it'll decrease the use of like the, like, cause it's like, I guess if you're an addict, you don't really care. You'll carry around the same needle for weeks and months. And if you're yeah. giving out fresh needles, at least then, you know, cause it's not like they sell hypodermic needles at CVS. So yeah. it's like, Okay, I I understand that, but they but then they go other one step further. I mean, like a lot of these places, like these these encampments, have like wash stations and like porta potties and shit like That's that. That's the thing. That's what I mean. Like uh, somebody brought it up in the chat. Like I know Portugal was the first one, um, but yeah, there are countries who are decriminalized and their crime rates plummet. But they don't do the thing where we also go and encourage it in every other way. They say, hey, it's legal, but you're on your own. If you fuck yourself up. That's it. And if you look at what Oregon's did, and here's why I like it, they have decriminalized everything in Oregon, but they're going to use the taxes they get from weed use for uh, treatment. And because my thought is alcohol is legal, and that's something you can totally get off the rails with. You know what I mean? You can totally fuck it up. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, it's not as you know addictive and potent as other harder drugs, but it's like it, you have the right to do it. 
Um, you just have to be in a society that's not encouraging it. You're, you're like that's the issue. Decriminalizing to me is having a neutral stance. Like, hey, you have the right so long as you're not harming anybody to do whatever you want in your own house. The issue is when you have these like similar to the the lady we just shown these crazy like wokies who go too far with it, and it's like. If it's something that, listen, I, I understand your standpoint is absolutely valid because the homeless problem in LA and San Francisco and other areas that are like, you know, I know in uh, Seattle is pretty crazy. There are certain areas that are super crazy and super infested with uh, a lot of people with substance abuse issues. And I get yeah. that issue as well. So I understand that. But I do want to just, you know, be consistent. I am in the, on the libertarian side if, if I have to pick a side with anything. And so in general, I do. Um, support decriminalization, but I do not support encouragement. And I'm against the Colombian. It costs sixty thousand dollars a year, about thirty thousand a um a semester to go to Colombia. That's that's not tuition. I mean, that's just tuition. It's like, not room and board. Uh, uh, thirty thousand a semester. I thought it was much higher than that. That was well. That's that's without um room and board or books. And that was just the generic program. That was like a really? generic price. I said, yeah. It was close so to like it, it could be 70. 70. And I don't when, know. I, when you're out the door, it's closer to 70. When you add the books, you add the room and board, it's probably over 70, actually. Um, I mean, I, I Google, go ahead. I, I, I Googled it and it says $61,000 Columbia University tuition. It says this is all just from Google and Wikipedia, I guess. It yeah. says. The average annual cost before aid is about eighty grand, and after aid is twenty two thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, I, I checked it out. I was on their site the other night and put it up. Uh, oh, Captain Trey, you're welcome. And I will try to DM you on Twitter or Discord or Minds, and you can DM me on any of those as well. But Minds is the best place to reach me, um, and I'll check you out in there. Uh, what else did you guys say? Sentient Dildo is talking about uh, oh, yeah. California is a terrible example. Portugal and Uruguay did it completely different and had incredible results. You have to have different programs alongside legalization, employment and such. Yeah, I mean, of course, but like this is government. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. trust that they're going to be able to do that. And if you're like opening the floodgates to disaster, I would I would personally prefer to keep the gates shut. Yeah. And and this is the kind of opposite point. Uh, once you subsidize something, you get more of it. You tax it, you get less of it. That's that is tendency how how it tends to work. Um, and so there's a I understand that as well. It's unfortunate how bad the homeless problem is in L.A. Even Johnny Roddy had issues with them. He lives in Venice Beach. It's bad there too. Yeah, it's oh, bad Venice everywhere. Of course, man. Venice Beach. It, Venice Beach was bad before all this crazy shit. It was like it was kind of cool, man. You just go to Venice and be like a beach hippie bum, man. That's what you do. And now yeah. it's like the whole boardwalk is just is so. It's one of the biggest reasons I'm leaving. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just talking about the free needles uh, were intended to reduce needle sharing between people, which is a major vector for HIV transmission or AIDS transmission. Which I, I understand that element, but I think it, it created a unintended effect of. Um, subsidizing and a lot of these programs that subsidized uh bad behavior as as west i think people need consequences man like it's it's like anything else it's like if there's too much like ease if there's no if there's no incentive to improve you know then i think that's how that's you know that's how bad behaviors continue you know what i mean if it's like if it's encouraged it's subsidized for you to continue to live like this you're not going to make any effort to stop yeah 
Yeah, and I think you you brought up a good point about the way government works. Like, it's very easy to have an idealistic way on the way a law should work, even taking the example of this country did it. Well, that's we're in a different country, unfortunately. And unfortunately, our government, the way it works, they half-ass everything. So I understand being against decriminalization for the execution because you, you do need a really well-done execution as you end up with uh, what's going on in California. Yeah. And uh, you're crying about Columbia's tuition. Haha, it's nothing. Look up NYU tuition and start talking. Things suck here. The education system is such a scam on so many levels. There's no disrespect to anyone anyone who's getting a degree and i wish you guys the best but just it's it's sickening like california's terrible example of everything when i I googled uh when i googled nyu it's about the same according to google the info like just that first thing it's all about the same yeah i mean columbia is a really expensive private school it's not i mean they're both they're both expensive yeah uh, decriminalization has to be done. To full come- of fucking douchebags. I used to live in New York City. People who went to those schools are fucking snobs. <laughs> they of course are. they are. Uh, it's, yeah. I think one of the big issues with college in general is a bunch of people who want to feel smarter than everyone. 100%. Without actually being smarter or doing the work or actually, you know. Oh, they just, no they, they're like, Oh well, I'm go to this school. I've already, I'm already smart. I've already made it. When we, I, I studied acting at uh, Lee Strasberg in Union Square, and NYU used to have an affiliation with that school, and all the NYU kids looked at us like we were scum. It's like, bitch, we're in the same fucking school, but they just because they went to NYU, they were better than us. Oh God, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and th- this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Patrice. Fuck the system. The system's wrong. That's the Word. that's the fundamental issue. The system's just fucking wrong. Well, the system uh, will always like self-correct to more power. Always. Yes. That's just always how it's going to go. That's why you always need to fight it because it's never going to stop. Like, doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if it's if it's liberals or fascists in power. It, they always want more. It's never enough. Don't. That's why, man. Yeah. The fuck the system always. No matter what the system looks like. Yeah, and. Totally. I'm under the opinion that any government can become fascist because all all it takes for a government to become fascist is somebody in a company to call somebody in the government. And no matter what your system is at that moment, that you have a fascism. Uh, you know what's interesting? I don't know much yeah. about what I'm about to start talking about. So okay. you know, no people who know can probably feel free to mock me. Um, okay. But it seems like there's a lot of cl- crossover between socialism and fascism. Like Yes. Fascism, as I understand it, is something like it's government and economy merging and like the economy essentially serves the state. uh, And then basically and socialism is not the same idea where it's not serving the state, but the state makes all the the decisions with the economy or something to that effect. Well, in state ran socialism. Yes, that's what you end up with. The biggest miss, like I said, there's a misnomer that fascism equals right wing. And again, so for what you said to happen, for the state to merge with with the economy or economic powers, and it, a, a great example of something fascist is some of the things that happen with um, uh, what's the platform parlor. That's a perfect example of where the you know members of the government came down, and then all of a sudden a private citizen or a private sector, as far as Amazon, took the initiative to do something which was essentially illegal. Yeah. And they just got away with it. They 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 were able to do whatever they did to shut down Parler, and it's like they had a contract, and it's not being legally enforced. 
it doesn't right. really matter because they're on the wrong side. So that's, in my opinion, and you guys in the chat, if, if we're both off, let us know. To me, right. that's an example of something recent that 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 at least uh, smells of fascism, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And and I, I think the the misnomer people have, you know, because people scream out fascist, fascist when they're talking about right wing, but the merging between the corporations or the economy and the state can happen under any type of government. Because again, it's just people. It's just people conspiring to to do whatever it is they do. Yeah. Uh, decriminalization back to that has has to be done the correct way. Have drug control centers to do counseling as well as treatment. Uh, be the place they can yeah, get to that, go. That's, again, that's like an idea. It's like yes, you know, in the ideal world, sure, you know what I mean. But like, yeah. where's that money coming from? Are we going to raise taxes to do this? Like, yeah. you know, are we gonna, like, or is it that perfect transition where now we need less police power? We take that money and put it's like you know it's difficult and it's, it's, I don't know to me, it's like the more I've just living in a state with big government. I don't think that's the best solution. No. A uh, disease says there's already consequences like losing your job, house and death. Maybe the people using it need help, not imprisonment, but then you have this asshole encouraging people like yeah. I, we haven't even gotten in our article. I'm talking, we've been talking so much and I'm sorry if it's me, you can shut me up anytime. I feel like a little, I'm talking no, too no. much. You're doing great. Um, I think he's right, but, though. I do think like imprisonment is not a good, like not a good yeah. deterrent. Like I don't like that system. I don't think that's right. But yeah. there do need to be consequences. You know what I mean? It's like it, you can't just. I mean, I don't know. I, I this is just my well, opinion. I, don't know, what I know one thing with imprisonment, and, and this happens a lot. You have a lot of drug addicts who like, hey, I have nowhere to sleep on the street. I'm going to get locked up. So at least I get yeah. a warm meal and somewhere to stay. So yeah. there's that issue as well. You know, a lot of these issues do not have perfect answers, and that sometimes is the answer. Like, we don't know. We do the best we can. We don't know. Uh, give them incentives to get their life together and not just give them everything they want and incentivize homelessness. Yeah, that's what we've done. Which is what L.A. is doing. Like, it's crazy. California's doing it. And and I, it's funny. When I went to Austin, I saw a little bit of that, too, and I was like, oh, fuck. But apparently, between the governor and the mayor of Austin, there's like this there's contention with that whole homeless situation. So I, I can't, I can't imagine it, it end up like the way it is here. Uh, okay. Mando Merck says Google's numbers are way off. Trust me. NYU is 78,000 a year. Okay. Yeah, no, they're both that just, that's both pre-aid. You know what I mean? That's all they, they basically, what that number was saying was that's like what people, it's the annual average, what they ask for is, yeah, like close to $80,000, which I fucking love how that never comes up when all these fucking left wing people yes. are like, let's make sure let's forgive college debt. Let's forgive college. Debt. How about college doesn't cost $100,000 a year? You greedy fucks. Yes, especially when you have to. And I said this another thing. He's not the only heroin using mushroom using hippie who's teaching your kids. So you're paying 100K a year. To send them to some crazy jackass, yeah, and, <laughs> and have them teach them nothing, and and, and a, a, so, social reeducation school—that's what that is. Yeah, and they're not going to get smarter now because math is racist, as disease says. They're STEM not. too. STEM is racist too, and sexist, and blah blah fucking blah. They've thrown out logic, and they're lecturing the world while they're while they're just cashing giant checks. Fuck yeah. college, and and doing cocaine with the the money. Um, pretty bad. Oh, you guys talking about Hawaii. Gang violence is directly uh related to illegal drug dealing. Remember what happened during alcohol prohibition? Very true, very true. Yeah. 
like how the Yahtzees were national socialist policy they, uh, party. Yeah, that's what it stands for. Seen all the bounty hunter episodes and they're real poor parts of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah there are. Them. There's a big meth problem in Hawaii. Apparently, apparently, like I've heard that a lot of the indigenous people in Hawaii like are fucking brutal and they do meth and they do not like tourists. That's what I've heard. Oh man, I've never been to Hawaii. Me neither. Um, so a little history lesson for just another from just another red shirt who's proving he's the red shirt. Fascism was invented by socialist Mussolini, but socialism was international and Mussolini was a nationalist. That's where the right wing tropes nationalist was right wing. I see. Ah. I see. I think in general, the left right paradigm is very misleading in describing politics. At least the more I realize I'm like, because right now we are in a state where a classical liberal is considered an outright conservative. So like, and and then like you said, that the guy was a socialist but had nationalism, and therefore that that's a little bit more right wing. So it's like you can pick, you can be like a buffet. You can pick parts here, pick parts there, and come up with a political theory. So it doesn't necessarily have to be exclusively right or left. It could just be crazier or sane. Yeah, they do uh, such a good job of socializing us into those paradigms because I find myself, I'm like, wait, I don't agree with that. But I just feel, you yeah. know, what I mean? I'm, I'm just so used to pushing back on like left wing bullshit that all of a sudden I'm like. Wait a minute, I don't agree with that either, though. Like, I'm not, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, you just find yourself like, well, I guess this is what I think now. I think all the right wing things, it's like, wait, no, I don't. Oh, I don't. What the hell's I, going I on? Absolutely, do not. Absolutely, do not. Uh, and our, it really, uh, uh, oh, Godzilla, I'm not sure what he's talking about. He says, Bloods, uh, boils my blood. Uh, people are afraid to say the actual word on my channel. I'll say, I don't care. Oh, I think I know what word he's talking about. You know, we're not really afraid. It's just I, this fucking platform yeah. will, is censorship. You know what I mean? I, I've already had a stream taken down. Yeah. I, I, I was a lot of times I'll say national socialist because that's the way of saying it. That's what they technically were. That's what it was short for. Um, fascism is socialism with a nationalistic twist. El Duque was communist originally. I'm glad Chet's smart. And yeah, I like know that. About politics. Yeah. You guys are so on fire. I, I keep thinking, oh, I'll catch up and it will go on. I'm like, I'm never going to catch up because you guys are going to keep chatting. Um, true about the airfare. It seems difficult to get away from homelessness. Homelessness is going to get worse with these damn, um, yeah, Big Brother. They do auto-censor. But homelessness is going to get worse with the way a lot of policies is and just the inflation. I mean, I talk, I was talking to my mom the other day, it's like they've they've made it so now we have to work for these companies because there's not that many jobs out, and so you got to work for these stupid ass companies. So basically, if you if I, I look, I'm looking at my situation with my job, and it's it's been untenable since I started, but somehow I've been here a year and a half, and I'm like, it really sucks that these people, if they have the decision on whether or not I'm homeless, if if I piss them off, don't know when I'm going to get another job because there's not enough jobs out there. So the job situation is going to make the homeless situation, unfortunately. Worse, it says pretty much all U.S. C cities subsidize homelessness to one extent or another, and it's funny because it's done in the name of helping people, but it doesn't. Um, sad. Uh, Matt counties that did it properly found out it's way cheaper, cheaper than enforcing drug laws or countries. Uh, yeah, for sure. Just another red shirt disease. I say give them uh the drugs and a treadmill to generate power for Cali. I don't think that's going to work. I think somebody's going to pass out. Uh, college being so expensive only makes the rich 
See, that's exactly what it is. College being so expensive only make the rich able to send their kids to a higher education. It's no longer about skill or aptitude. It's about the Benjamins. It's also basically about, um, um, what's the word? Uh, basically, making it so only the rich can be successful because you need a college degree to get a job at one of these put cushy, racist, actual racist-ass corporations and actual racist-ass corporations because if you ever worked in the corporate world, a lot like Hollywood, there's a lot of a lot of ignorance. And um, yeah, you're right. Being expensive, the only people that can afford to go to these fancy schools, the fancy NYU's and the Columbia's. And well, all not really, because there's a lot of there's so much government subsidies that come in for, you know, underprivileged and minority people that want to go to college. And there's a lot of money there. But then it ends up just becoming like a bloated system because it's taking all government money to subsidize its like incredibly inflated tuition costs. Like they're still getting fucking paid. And to me, that's yeah. the issue. Is they're the ones acting like we live in this like brutally capitalistic society that's so unfair. It's like you could impact that if you want to, you motherfucker. Yeah. That's on yeah. you. There shouldn't be a market value to education the way you're doing it. I mean, you 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 have like all these like vicious anti-capitalist sentiments, and yet you are like some of the worst. And also, it's an institution, so it's almost like a thing we don't have a choice in. Absolutely, you can make the argument that the college system is one of the major contributors to a lot of the issues we have because of the price of it, because it prices out people who could go and you, you say, yeah, there's a lot of underprivileged. So now what you're basically saying is the middle class is done with college because what? you're only subsidizing the lower and the underprivileged, which you, you do. Well, I'm against affirmative action. Who the fuck am I kidding? Um, you're only subsidizing the underprivileged and the only people who can afford out of pocket are the, the super rich. So the middle class are totally left out of the college paradigm unless they go to a small community college. Which, quite frankly, might be good for the middle class. It might actually keep the middle class going because it might drive people more to like trade based positions. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like Ryan Long has been saying too. It's like, you know, everybody has like these grand ambitions of being like a CEO and like a business owner. It's like, look, that's not for everybody. Like, no. you might have a more satisfied life if you did just didn't like go, if you did have like a normal job that you went to and worked at, you didn't have to think that hard. You just knew what you were doing and you made a good living. You know, maybe that's more valuable to you. It's like our entire generation was raised on this idea of like, you got to live your dream and your passion. It's like some people's yeah. passion is to have like a, a, a good family. You know, it's just, it's not yeah. really like a passion. So like, we've all been encouraged to follow your dreams. It's like, that's terrible advice. We were sold a bill of goods completely. Yes. Ironically, trade school is the much better value for return on investment now, which rich kids will never set foot in. Yeah. And you know what? I'm hoping you kind of touched on it. I'm hoping that they price themselves out to where more and more companies like, do I really want this woke idiot to come from Columbia University? I don't know. I'm not going to okay. hire him. I'm just going to. And, and, and they end thing. up. I'm oh, sorry. Huh? Bro. Go uh, ahead. I was going to say another thing. Poor people are way funnier. You know? They are. You go work in a Maybe. trade, you work around middle class people, they're fucking funny. They're funnier. They, are. they have personality. People. Yes. Uh, lots of Italians left for America because of Mussolini in Italy. I see. What's up, Rajesh? How you doing, buddy? Oh, Rajesh is here. Uh, yeah. I see his comment. Like that Goodness, guy. it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's next was Rajesh the dude who found us randomly one night while we were doing? I think the cocktail lounge. He just like I, he just popped up in my stream. Was that him? I, I don't know. That, I think that might have paradigm. I care about up down paradigm. How long I keep it up? 
Yeah, especially with that one vegan model we had earlier, right? Dildo, yeah. What if I want to be a doctor? Well, you know what? Doctors, lawyers are the only people who could use college. You know what I mean? Or people like that who have a specific degree, STEM, engineering. Um, but everybody else doesn't. No doctors. Work. No, fuck that disease. We don't need doctors, all right? I'll figure it out. I got Google. Well, shit, the way doctors are becoming, you might be right. You might be better than them with Google. No, I'm just playing. Well, Apparently, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I just think it. it uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Obviously, I'm just ranting. But I mean, it does need to be a change in these schools. I mean, all this this woke social shit can't be in everything. Like you can't, you know, you can't be yeah. concerned about like race stuff. I mean, they have all that th- stuff with trans people where it's like they go into hospitals and they they doctors miss shit because they tell them that they're you know, a woman and it's like, okay, but on a biological level, you were born a man. And that's important to note when we're talking about your health. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like that shit is like, it's just distracting from actual progress and actual education. And it's probably gotten people killed. Um, the cold will kill off the homeless. That's sad there, to think of. There is no cold in Los Angeles. Oh, well, you're not in LA. I, I, I'm assuming. He was talking about like, I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but hell uh, you and I both know if those groups protested and riot last year, they would have done more good. Uh, oh, the groups that protested last year would have done more good and probably accomplished more trying to ha- change helpless, homeless lives. That's probably true, uh, yeah, Henry Sherman. No but yeah, that's that's not going to get them uh, likes on Instascam. Uh, <laughs> Hell from Croatia, a country where higher education is basically free. It's not free. I don't like when people say it. It's like it's yeah, it's free, but your taxes are seventy five percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like what are Croatian taxes? I'm not sure. I, what Croatia I have does. no idea what Croatian, but I'm tired yeah. of hearing that shit from Scandinavia. I'm real tired. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Also, you don't have a military, motherfucker. You are relying on us. If some shit happens, you're just hoping we swoop in and save you. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier to pay for a university and healthcare if you didn't have to pay for fucking tanks. Yeah, yeah, it really would. Um, they and they I, want to like, f- bring us back. I don't think we should be doing it, but don't condescend to me. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't want a military to be active, but just like I, I believe everyone should be armed, I believe we need a military, and we do need a very strong military because I don't yeah. want to be, especially with what's going on in China. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be anything than a top one or two military on Earth, personally. And yeah. so whatever I, I get that that may take a lot of funding that you you wish go anywhere, but it's one of those things. like you're gonna miss it if you ever drop it, man. That's that's yeah, my exactly. I don't want to be caught out there without one. Basically, that's basically my thought when it comes to the military. Uh, they want to phase out doctors trying to say nurses are just as good. President Sniffy Joe made a nurse surgeon general for crying out loud. I did not know. Oh. That. Trying to avoid uh, sniffing. He's scary, man. Like all the things I saw, like, nah, I won't talk about that here. Never mind. I mean, you can. You can. Nah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll tell you. Later. Yeah. Actually, I'm just go back to here because I haven't even looked at the article. Uh, so we are forced to be grunts the rest of our lives, even if we don't want to. No thanks. I think, but that's the thing. I think college keeps people in the grunts. I'm not saying that disease. I'm not saying like, you know, yeah, we all need to throw out garbage. I'm just saying like, not everyone needs to be an engineer. You know what I mean? Not everyone everyone's capable be of being running a company. Like some people, it's just not what they need. You know, making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, like having a decent life with you know a family, a couple kids, going to the lake on the weekend is all they need to be happy. Like we, they, yeah. we just, 
I'm just saying like a generation gets sold this like grand ambition that you're all going to, you know, it's like, uh, it's like from fight club again. He's like, you know, we were all told we were going to be rock stars and movie gods. We're not. And we're slowly learning that fact. And we are very, very pissed off about it. It's like, yeah, yeah you, you delude a generation into thinking, you know, if they follow this path, all their dreams will come true. And then when it doesn't, they're left holding the bag and they're like, what the hell happened in my life? It's like, yeah, man, if you just went and, you know, if you're just like an electrician, you'd have had a good life. Yeah. And electricians make a lot. Like, if I had the choice to go to some fancy ass university or go to a trade school, it'd be a trade school 100%. I may you still go to a trade school. $50,000 a year in your early 20s, bro, you are a balling. Yes. Uh, I heard that if you pay college loans, uh, you have to pay your college loans even if you go bankrupt. Is that the case? I've never dealt with this. If you do, it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't uh, protect against declaring bankruptcy. Jesus. Yeah, you still owe them. It's because they're uh, government loans. That's why. Ah. Uh, but you do see this last year has been brutal on the middle class. People that build a business were just bankrupted. Rupted. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I, you know what? I, I actually slightly disagree. I think more people should own businesses, small businesses. They don't necessarily have to be the biggest companies, but I think more people should be business owners to kind of, I think we need more revenue streams outside of a few corporations because that that's a scary yeah. thing to me. The idea that, oh, especially with this politics thing, it's like, oh, you think the wrong way? Well, you can't work anywhere on Earth. Right. That's true. That's what it would be leading to, 100%. And so that's why we need we need small business. We need people, you know, figuring out more ways to make money outside the system. Legally, legally. I'm not yeah. trying to encourage a generation of trap artists either. No, but, uh, like, yeah, like small businesses. I mean, 100%. Like, there's a value and a virtue in that. I, I, I yeah. wholeheartedly agree with you. And that's true. I'm hilarious. Not sure. That's a, want to be a physics professor? Disease did. How about that? Lord Thaw says, indeed. I'm sorry if I'm skipping it over, but I'm like, you guys are so on fire. Can I get everyone? Yeah. I just have to accept that. Uh, most of the taxes in the U.S. are misspent on BS. Very much true. That's why our infrastructure is on the verge of collapse. But hey, we got the best army. Listen, there's a way of spending on the middle. The reason a lot of that tax money has been misused. Yeah, a lot of it's the military, but a lot of it's on bullshit. That's a lot Listen, of bullshit. People don't understand that. They, they like that military thing. But if you look at the tax spending breakdown, which I just Googled, the majority, I think like the large majority goes like Medicare. Medicare, Social Security, I think yeah. is a huge part of it. Those and are, I mean, now that think about all the subsidies. There's like subsidy. I'm not sure there still are, but there were like subsidies to tobacco farmers and yeah. Uh, encouragement to not smoke cigarettes. It's like you're, you're playing both sides, and both is costing tax dollars. I'm looking at a, a chart right now. Look at that chart now. It's sending order of what's spent most. It's health at 27%, social security at 23%, military at 17%. It's the third. I'm not saying our military is not bloated. It is. We spend way too much on our military. We shouldn't have bases all over the world. I agree with all that, but still, it's a misrepresentation of our tax structure. Yeah. And who was condescending you mad? Did someone say condescending? I don't think uh, anyone called you condescending. Ascension dildo. And I don't know. Maybe I'm sorry if you answered it, but what are the taxes like in Croatia? And if you answered it and I missed it, I apologize. I know what you mean. I ain't mad. Oh, uh, it was dildo. That wasn't you, man. That was I. Just like I read a lot of uh, like uh, I'm like nine gag. There's a lot of Europeans with like real snarky, condescending tones about America and like healthcare and education and all that shit. Yeah. That's all. I have nothing to do with you. Okay. I mean, maybe a little bit with you. That's it. <laughs> uh, we shall be giving aptitude tests. 
and she would be good at giving the choice to pursue that field. That's why I think uh, anyway, maybe. I mean, yeah, I I think education should be a little more personally tailored. You know, it shouldn't be one size fits all. You know, like our education system is not favorable towards men. It's just no, not. You know, it's it's, not it's a mostly for- female. Mo- was it ninety six percent of teachers before grade six, the first six grades, are, are female? It mm-hmm. treats men like they're defective girls, and yep. it's getting worse. And the, it, it's 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 one of the reasons, ironically, the trade system came back because you you had all the snowflake generation, like you said. Oh, we're all going to be special snowflakes, but then no one wanted to work, and so that let. You know, all the kids that maybe you oh, the, the the class clown who didn't give a fuck in school just got a GED. Well, now yeah. he went and got a trade. Now he's making more than you, you know, Mister NYU degree. You know what yeah. I mean? With no 100%. student debt. And it's and like, yeah, okay, okay, go ahead for sure. No, no, you go ahead because you're you're. No, I, was just, I was just saying, like in school, like you know what I mean? Like they they basically tell you to contradict your own nature. You know what I mean? Like, especially boys, like boys need to run around. They need to consume. Like we, you know, we're just, we're boys. Like, and so yeah. it, it, it's this whole thing. Like, yeah, treating them like defective girls is 100% correct. Like the system is even tailored to, uh, to female, like brain structure and stuff like that. Like men Absolutely. don't even, we're much more hands-on and tactile. And it's like, so the, we, we, it's not, was not set up for us to succeed inside of that. So uh, like a, an adjustment of, of education, 100%. And I, I, I could go on about this a lot. Cause my mom's a teacher and it's shit that I'm just like, I used to think my mom's a uh, food teacher. She teaches uh, culinary arts. Okay. I used to think when I was a kid that that wasn't a real class. I used to think, you know, even though it's my mom's class, I used to think, you know, oh, that's not real. It's not like science or math. It is to me the most valuable class that you're going to get in school because you're going to eat every single day for the rest of your life. And yeah. you need to know about food. You need to know how to prepare yourself food and where your food's coming from. Like that is unbelievably fundamental like i'm one of these yes. guys who thinks you know our education should be more practical i i absolutely our education has become less practical over the past 30 or 40 years our our whole lifetime was the education system getting less practical because i'm not sure if you had it i sort of did but like in middle school but our parents had wood shop and all this yeah. other stuff as normal even yeah. something like pe is not in all districts anymore wow so yeah, and uh, I want to go to this point. Lorthoff says money is the ultimate trap, and that's true, but the big issue with money with me, and it's the hidden issue no one talks about, is inflation, which is going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen. But there's something to be said, and I keep saying this. Uh, minimum wage was $1.25 before they took out the silver standard, and $1.25 and silver quarters was about an ounce of silver, and the out-the-door price of that is about 40 bucks when you add on the premium. It's about 28 least last time I checked, but that's what I mean. That that minimum wage, which was a dollar twenty-five in physical silver, something that was tactile, the value of that silver is now almost thirty to forty dollars out before you get into a premium. So it's like the money system is the trap. It makes our money less valuable. So each generation is trying to get like you. You mentioned the seventy-five k job, but when we were in high school, if you had a fifty k job, you were cool. But fifty k is not fifty k anymore. That's where the trap comes. Hundred percent, and then loans, interest, loans, like interest, the yeah. whole system is designed to let you have just enough to make sure you give them the majority. Absolutely, and yeah, this is a ten million that went to gender studies in Pakistan. That was money well spent because yeah. we know the Pakistani could definitely use a gender studies class. I, I think 
You know what though? They probably fucking do. They're probably the people who actually need that shit. Not like here where there's like this fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where there, where there actually is like a real gender issue where if you get raped, yeah. raped, they beat you up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a country that actually needs it. Not here. Uh, but it's, I, I think also it's like. It's not going to be recept- received well over there though. No, no. And it's right now, it should not be our priority. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, what I mean, we got a whole economy in shambles. We got, you know, a country that's out of, you know, we all know. It's like that's not shouldn't be our priority. But uh, I think though, that was a little misrepresented. As much as I love destroying those people, I do think that that was just the budget of the year and wasn't related to the COVID budget. It was just released on the same day, so it got a little conflated. I'm pretty sure. And like I said, uh, you might be right, but I'm not I'm, sure. I love smashing them. I'm down to smash them, but I only want to do it if I'm accurate. And I don't think that that one is accurate. Okay. Maybe you ch- the chat help us out. Was that something that was just a part of the, the wacky budget and it wasn't a part of the COVID thing or, or was that a uh, part of COVID? Let us know. I thought it might've been part of the, the actual bill, but we will see. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know. I'd love to know the truth on that for real. Yeah, love food. Wish it was a required course in high school. Yeah, when you have the obesity rate and you see my fat ass when I'm on camera, <laughs> I think, uh, no, seriously. And honestly, you know what? There was a point because I have not, I mean, I've been fat most of my life, but I've had periods of being in good shape and caring about my health and caring what I eat. And the more I cook myself, um, the better it was. And as people say, if you eat your own cooking, then you can cook. So as long as you can eat it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you live alone, if you have family eating. I know people that. Work don't know how to cook like they just they have they don't know what they're doing they're adults and they just don't cook ever i'm like how do you survive how yeah uh inflation buy your crypto yeah buy crypto oh. gold and silver you have to yep that's the only way you can hit buy all three people some people try to pick i have no like if you can get all three both crypto or all you know crypto gold and silver different cryptos please do because that's the the only way you can hedge yourself Against this inflation that's coming up and yep. it's happening around. Happening. Replace uh, geometry with personal finance. I, keep geometry. Replace these crazy ass civics class or whatever they have in civics. The woke classes. Replace gender studies with yep. personal finance. You know, you can keep geometry because you might have that next engineer in that in that class. So yeah. you want him to to get his his foot going in that direction. I always felt like the trouble with with education was testing. Like I always felt that like putting all this pressure on kids, like and all like this success outcome. I don't think it really helps anybody. I think basically it ultimately creates a negative uh, like response with learning, like a negative engagement. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like I think it's important to you know introduce a lot of ideas to kids. You should introduce all of them. But like, I think it's, you know, if it's like something you specialize in or you're good in, then maybe you can start testing them. But I just think if you're just introducing ideas and the fundamental reasons of why, like, that's the thing. It's like, they don't explain themselves. Like, they don't offer a reason why you should know this. Like, they're just like, you have to do this. And if you don't, you fail. And I hope you enjoy that much stress at nine. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's just a weird, it's a weird structure. And it's like, and it also like, it's a type of shit that you just, as soon as you're done, you just push it all out of your head. Absolutely. Like you, you can't probably recall tests that you aced in high school information from tests that you aced because it's like, Oh, after, um, after I'm done, I'm done. Disease says that it was in the fourth yeah. page bill that was put forth with. I see forward. that. I do see uh, that. So, yeah. So okay. it was actually in the bill. 
So, Good, then fuck them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, exactly the problem with this fucking country and the like the hegemony of this social left is that type and, of shit. Yeah. And that, and I, that bill had a lot of bullshit. And I, I remember that's why I thought it was a part of it. But I remember talking about it was uh, it was just some stuff that I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And even the stuff that went to the PPP loans, you know, a lot of that just went to major corporations who were able to grift the system. 100%. And apparently there was a lot of fraud. Like, Absolutely. Even, um, uh, I don't know if he's recalled or what's happening, but Newsom. He was yeah. in, involved with some of that shit too. I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. So, since your dildo says in Croatia, our taxes are deducted automatically from salaries, which is uh right here, um, and it could go anywhere from 25 to 35 percent, pretty high. But we do get bang for a buck. And Croatia does have a military, don't they? Or do they? Yeah. For Elvis is a general. It was a general in it. Remember? Yeah. Oh wait. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, do you know you, you well he used to hang out in the expanse stream, so you don't really know Elvis that much. But I've seen him in your streams. I've seen Elvis Ibrahimovic. Yeah. I've yeah. seen him. I think he's even may have uh, lurked on here. I haven't seen him in a while. I hope he's okay. I haven't seen him in a long time either. Yeah, I do hope he's okay. Uh, but what uh what he's but dude, like 25 to 35%. That's about what we pay. That's not that yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh agree, inflation is part the trap. See, that's really what it is. It's not how much taxes, it's how that money's being used. So much of our money is just not going to where it's supposed to. And that's just the real core. You can raise taxes a trillion percent if they're all going to go into politicians' pockets. It's so bloated. And it's just, and there's all like this, there's just redundancies, like so many jobs that don't need to exist and like wasted salaries. And these, like, I guess like in New York, like they ran this, they ran, um, do you know what OTB is? Off-track betting? Um, Not really, no. It's essentially... You can vote. You could uh, gamble on like horse races, horse races, but you don't have to be there. You can like just watch oh, it, okay. right? So it's off track betting. They ran that so poorly, it went out of business. Like they had to close it. Gambling. That's wow. how poorly they. It's like they just shouldn't be running this shit. Like some of this stuff should be privatized. Like I, just, you know, yeah. you have incentives. Otherwise, it's just wasted money. It's just like an endless cycle of money that's never going to stop because it's illegal to not pay it. Yeah, and you know damn well that that uh, well, you said dang well, Tim Mill went in some senator's pocket or so, yeah, some senator, some lobbyist. Uh, kids should take a class on return on investment and interest before agreeing to student loans 100,000 percent. I mean, education about loans and the way that the, the banking system works should be like completely fundamental, but there's a reason it's not. Yeah, there um, should be. It should be like, you know, balancing a budget and understanding like taxes and like you know, how much money, you know, like things cost. Like you should get all that. It should it should make sense to you. So, yeah, since your deal, though, says uh, unlike the commies in Scandinavia and the, the, to be fair to the Scandinavians, they don't consider themselves commies. Um, we have both private and public education and healthcare, So there's a choice. So maybe uh, Croatia is the new 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 free world. We're just doing it wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about Croatia at all, other than they snarky ass motherfuckers from there. <laughs> They're trying to sneak that 15 hour minimum wage into the latest virus relief bill. That's only going to kill the entire Midwest. All that does is just business. destroy small business. Yep, just destroy the the entire Midwest will not be able to hire anyone. Yep. Uh, and yes, they do have an army, and there's a sale tax that's included in the price. I don't know how much it is. 
because of it, but I think it's pretty high. You know, other countries, because I went to Australia once, they have the sales tax included into the price you see. So if you see something for $5, it's $5. It's not like, oh, $5 plus tax. It's like, no, it's really $4 plus tax or whatever it is, and we rounded it up to $5. And I don't know why we don't do the same thing. Pro- it's probably a legal thing. It's probably like illegal to do that. Like I think here that, yeah. drives, you know, it's a business thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know about Australian laws. I just remember that there. And um, okay, multiple cities in California are getting hero pay for groceries employees. And now Ralph is going to close two stores and almost 300 employees lose their job. Jesus. Really? I didn't hear that. Wow, that sucks. That's and dude, that's that's a powerhouse supermarket, man. I can't believe it. Oh, that's crazy. It's so expensive to hire people. Like, I, I I deal with a dude. You know, the guy, my employer, he's a small business owner. It's like what he pays us. He essentially, if he's paying us fifteen, he's paying us thirty because of all yeah. the all the taxes and shit that he needs to pay on the other side. It's crazy, and they want to raise that. It's like you're gonna kill small businesses. Yeah. And it, wouldn't it be nice if you had less tax? This is why people, you know, I say I'm a libertarian on that space. But people say less taxes. If you had less taxes, more of that wage, more of that other side could be either used for the business or for the worker. Either way, it would benefit uh, overall. Anyway. That's why the cost of living is so so much less in red states, because there's less taxes. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, and yeah, just another red shirt hit on it. Eastern Europe, of all places, has become one of the most free areas of the West, which is crazy. That's pretty bad. Um, no, they're not commies, just like Fulcan. Yeah, they're not. I, they're not. I just, I'm, I get it. Hail Ogre Squasher. Hail Ogre Squasher. He's a newer guy, and I appreciate him here. It's uh, fun to call people commies, though. I'm really, I get a kick yeah. out of that. Yeah, me too. That's fun. Too. Just another red shirt to get something to eat. It's okay. Eat. Bye, red shirt. Uh, have a minimum wage, but it's low, so it's not a problem for employers. Yeah, the lower your minimum wage is, the more people can be employed. It's pretty simple. Um, I get that, you know, lower cost jobs, obviously you can't get a living wage off of it, but you can get something started. Yeah, I mean, it's tough here because like what it, what ended up happening with our service economy is that then there's really nowhere else to go. So you're just yeah. stuck in a certain a minimum wage life. You know, it's like yeah. an economy problem, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like we can't just destroy all businesses, you know what I mean? In the sake of that, we need to encourage tax incentives for other types of businesses to start here. I think. And yeah. I realize I'm, this is about the extent of my knowledge on this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's cool. It's been a cool stream. Uh, but yeah, Godzillionaire, and I believe it, you're right. That is the point to kill small businesses. So we have to work for the giant corporations. We have to, all the small businesses are gone, guys. You have to go through the, Hundred thousand indoctrination system. Learn from a cokehead why coke is good and why you're bad if you're white and why you're you're nothing if you're not white. And then you got to go to the corporation where you can get that taught to you again. And it's okay to you know be less white if you work for this corporation and that corporation. Robert, who will accept being ignored by VW, you're not ignored. <laughs> you know, I love you, man. Uh, the older I get, I'll take more low wage with for bennies than a higher wage. And I and that's you know what. That's the thing. Different people are in different spaces, so they're going to want different things. I just wish it wasn't like this requirement. You know what I mean? To where, think about this. What if you had it where you, you know, you had a full wage? Let's say you use the example instead of 15, they're really paying 30. So let's say they had a system, and this is more idealism that will never happen. 
But okay, you're you're starting off at, at thirty dollars an hour, but you have no benefits. But the more benefits, depending on what what suits you, you add the more that gets taken out of that hourly wage. Is that something you would do? Is that something you will accept? Like being ignored by me, which I'm not ignoring. You. I love you, man. Just a lot of people in the chat. Yeah, I think uh, there's, there's more than one solution. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. There, there's also like profit sharing models too that like kind of incentivize like people to work like where you don't get more of a wage but you get more of the or you get a slice of the profit so then it incentivizes yeah. you to work harder and like contribute to the business because then you have something invested in the outcome yeah i remember at one point i worked at lowe's and they were huge on getting everybody to buy stock and i thought that was such a smart idea because you could tell everybody there as one company there that everybody bought in because everybody bought in, literally, they had stock, and they 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 discounted the stock so much. So you're like, you're, you're gonna buy some damn low stock. So that, and that got people incentivized to be a part of the company and be a part of it. So I agree with you there. Yeah, Starbucks is the same way. Like there's yeah, you know, and I've heard about other businesses too, where like everyone's kind of an owner, like it's all mm -hmm. collective. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about economics and stuff like that to say that's what we should do. But I just yeah. think neither do the people writing these minimum wage bills. No, they don't know anything. They're just trying to get votes. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Ogre Squasher, you missed the time. We were talking about Patrice O'Neill's documentary, um, Killing is Easy. We're talking about the vegan teacher, which uh, she looks crazy. And we're yeah. talking about um, Coke dealer, or not Coke dealer, I'm sorry, casual heroin users who are the chairs of major university uh, psych programs. Do you want to get back into that story? Do you actually want to? Because we didn't uh, you know what? Yeah, because we really didn't. Nah. Yeah, you know what, chat? Uh, pub oh, Publix. I love Publix. So apparently they do it. Chat, I love you guys. I'm, I, I don't want to ignore you. I don't want you guys to accept being ignored, but I do want to get into uh, this because we've gone almost three hours. I want to get into this before we get out of here. So yeah, this is something I covered yesterday, but it's still uh, bears repeating. Columbia University professor admitted heroin user says legalization of drugs is fundamental right. Wow. Uh, what yeah. a fucking ridiculous statement. I mean, maybe that's taken out of context. Let's hear what he's got to say. Okay. But no, some of the stuff he says, is this article have all... I mean, it's Fox News. You know, they're, they're, they definitely sensationalized. Yeah. Too. You know what? There was a... I'm going to look try look for another article since I, I went off camera. There was a um, New York Post article that I read and it... it it had a lot of his quotes in there and it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he looks insufferable. Like that guy just looks like such a smug, like just professor guy who's got all the yeah. answers, you know? Oh, he looks he definitely looks that way. Yeah. He definitely. Uh, I hate him. Like I really do. Carl Hart. Carl Hart. Yeah. Okay. I got the wrong name. Can't find him. All righty, here we go. Like, I hate that look he has of, like, you know, sophisticated, like, sophisticated dreadlocks, like, really, like, well-manicured, clean-looking. It's like, uh Yeah. Pick one of the other. And then he does heroin. Um, so this is the one I said. It has that same clean guy. And then he has the smug, smarter. You know, this guy next to him is also very smart. He's They're, they're both smarter than you. That's why they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're smarter. That's why they're casual. And better than you. Yeah. They're better than you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the big booty vegan. You missed that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, big, so, yeah, you missed the big booty vegan. Yeah. Uh, ogre squasher. Sorry about that. So, uh, Carl Hart is a Columbia University uh, professor of psychology and neuroscience. 
He chairs, remember, that means the head of the psych department and has a fondness for heroin, not only as a subject of scholarly pursuit, but as a substance for his personal use. Uh, at 54, the married father of three has snorted a small amount of heroin for as many as 10 days in a row and enjoyed it mightily, even as he, and he recalls in his new book, uh, The Drug Use for Grownups, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear. Um, and Penguin Press is allowed to do this, but I mean, there's a lot of books that get censored, but whatever. Um, he's experienced mild withdrawal systems, just mild from a little heroin, um, 12 to 16 hours over the last dose. And this is, a. Uh, he says there's, he, he sees it as a worthwhile trade-off. There aren't many things in life that I enjoy more than a few lines by the fireplace at the end of the day, he writes. <laughs> it's just crazy. Pointing out that the experience leaves him refreshed and prepared to face another day. Uh, thoughts before we go more into this crazy-ass article. of uh, Him enjoying a few lines of heroin by the fireplace. Just, you know. I don't believe him. <laughs> that was another thought. I wondered if this was all fake. It's so perfect. No one yeah. who enjoys a substance has a perfect relationship with it. I don't believe. You know what I mean? Whether it's cigars or weed or it's this is this is all PR to me. It just sounds too perfect. It's like you never passed out and like fell off the couch and your kids found you in the morning and you're like, Oh, that's embarrassing. Like it's all, it's all too, oh, everything. I'm just by the fireplace with my, uh, a SJW approved book and I'm just having a little <laughs> heroin just kicking back. It's like, what, yeah. what? I, I just I, I I don't have any issues with what he's saying, but that's why I'm like, nah, it's disingenuousness. Like yeah. yeah, it sounds it's, like that to me. Yeah, guys saying it roasting crack on an open fire. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, just <laughs> at a fireplace, just smoking a little crack. That's okay. a great line. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe him. Crack too, rocks I, I roasting that. on an open fire. Heroin up your nose. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you know, uh, heroin, I, I hope they're not censoring you, but it was invented uh, for pay or pain relief. Was it Bayer or did they do cocaine? That's, that is where we get opiates from. Coca-Cola did cocaine. Coca-Cola did cocaine. That, okay. By the way, that's a little known fact. Coca-Cola is the largest private importer of coca, of coca leaves. They still have yes. a huge cocaine trade. I know that I actually covered that yesterday. Oh. When I was talking about the um, the white. What is it? You, you had to be less white. Yeah, I talked about that yesterday on the podcast. Yeah. I just did a pop up show. Less white. It. Yeah, not China. Not China white. No, not China white. No, no, no. Um, uh, back to to the the, the, less, the sting. Less what? white, more fish scale. More fish scale. Shout out to Ghostface. It was a great album. Ghostface. Uh, so more to back to this. You know, distinguished heroin user. Um, he studies the effects on psychoactive drugs in humans and finds his use of the narcotic to be as rational as his alcohol use. Like vacation, sex, and the arts, heroin is one of the tools that I use to maintain my work-life balance. I still just don't yeah. believe him. Like, look, is the way he's selling it? Okay, I don't have any problem with that. If that's the reality of his life, I will not judge the man whatsoever, but I just don't believe him. If you had a kid, would you feel comfortable with this being the professor? At would you send your kid to Columbia University if knowing that they were paying him? 
Honestly, I think there's much worse, much more nefarious things in college campuses than this guy. Although, you oh, know, yeah. I, I wouldn't want, I don't, I don't, I would, I'm like hesitant to the idea of raising a kid going to high school nowadays. Like the way, what you hear about what Gary's kids going through, yeah. you know, like all that shit. Like you have to write a paper on your white privilege. I would yeah. pull my kid out of school that day, that day. That yeah. day he goes there. And you know something else about that? I was um just in a chat, one of like uh shout out to Young Ripper, his Twitch chat, and somehow that subject came up, and all these people in the chat were telling the, their stories at either college or high school, either writing a paper about how they were white privileged or writing a paper on how they were oppressed by white people and having to write wow. this paper um by their you know, because their woke ass teacher wants it. That's so dangerous, man. Very dangerous. And yeah, like, see, that's the problem with what they do is like they always assume that the outcome will be the one that they want. It's like, how do you not know? How do you know that that outcome that won't create more racism? Yeah. And I know that it will because that's all it's been doing. I mean, that's all. That's basically that's the end goal. But even like, you know, like kid, like they're kids. Right. So maybe they're just getting more angry at this shit. Like. They're not like being indoctrinated. They're more maybe now like kids that would have been reasonable are now going to straight up racism because it's like they were they hate all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sure that a lot. I'm sure the past year made more people racist than than any year in recent history. I would agree with that. I would like. There's that. no way it couldn't. There's no way it couldn't. Um, when you see the the world through that lens, I mean, that's the only conclusion at the end. Like that's how it goes when you just when you don't see individuals and you only see people in their groups, eventually the generalizations become negative, and then that's and that's what racism is, and that's what is, that's where it goes. It's like inevitable. Yeah, and Godzillionaire brings up a great point. What if you're multiracial and half white? Do you write a paper about how you oppress yourself? Seriously, that's bullshit. And hey, you know I, I've told this story once. I have somebody in my ancestry who was an Irish dude who came over to this country in the early 1900s. Married a black woman, and it was not cool to do that back then, and he still fucking did it. So, like, you can't just have this great, big, like, oh, all white people throughout history have just been terrible to black people the whole time. It's like, no. Shit narrative. People have been terrible to people throughout all time. I'm so sick of hearing about this shit. Like, it's it's just the most, it's such a, like, revisionist history. It's like, the the whole thing with slavery, it's like, it's horrible. It's like one of the worst things that's ever happened. But I want to let you yeah. know something. It was a slave trade. They were trading goods for these people. They people were being sold. It was a complacent yeah. system. It was. I'm not saying it's right or it should have whatever. I'm no. just saying like it was. There was more to it than just the buyers. Yes, there was a whole system, a whole lot of people involved. And then if you do enough research, you'll find, hey, there were some slave owners who looked like me and some slaves that look closer to how you look, mm-hmm. believe it or not, depending on the situation. Um, because like if you were, let's say you were quarter black Garrett, if you were born a slave, you were still a slave. You know what I mean? Right. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And that's yeah. like, oh, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you I, know, if you if you didn't know quarter black with Garrett was quarter black, you may just consider him another white guy. 100%. I would and, never know he's black now. Yeah. And there are people, there were people from that time period who were in the same boat, but they, unfortunately, slavery was a horrible thing. Um, and you had pe- uh, people who you would norm, you would view as Caucasian, genetically mostly Caucasian, but they were still slaves. The whole slavery um, thing is so poorly represented. It is so, it's such revisionist history. Like the way people talk about it, like you'd think that 
all black people were owned by all the white people. Like that yeah. was dynamic. It's like that. First of all, it's not even close. Like no. it, like five percent of Southerners, I think, were slave owners. Something small, something like that. Like that was so. Those were the people that owned slaves. So that means ninety to ninety-five percent of all people did not own slaves. Yes, they lived in a system where it was legal and it was complicit. But that's ninety to ninety-five percent of the people that lived then. Okay, you take you go, go fast forward eighty years in the future, the thirties, nineteen thirties. That's when the majority of the people that live in this country, when their ancestors got the large majority, with all the yeah. Europeans fleeing and coming here. So that's the large. So the large majority of people that live here have nothing not any ancestral ties to slavery we're really talking about just a small group of southern white landowners that were the people that were the perpetrators most people in america had nothing to do with slavery whatsoever yeah and thank you for bringing up again that the huge amount of immigration at the early 1900s that like that were the majority of you know a huge percentage of white people's ancestry comes from, and again, so does my own, and I'm black because they didn't give somebody, and that's why I I can't remember if he's a great great grandfather or something like that, or my grandma's granddad or whatever he was, but just like you had to have some balls on you to do that, yeah, that's and cool. I got I got to get give you uh, love because I wouldn't be here, um, and yeah, are we supposed to remember forget the the East African Arab slave trade? And serfdom that was pre present until the late 1900s in Europe. Yeah, there's been sla slavery has been a horrible thing of the human condition. Um, yet, yeah, Gazillionaire says, You think America created slavery? We obviously didn't. Yeah. And yes, there were black uh, slave owners. He says New Orleans and corrects itself. Louisiana is probably more accurate. I've heard and that. Apparently, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, there were black slave owners. And because uh, there was a lot of free blacks in Louisiana who never, ever, ever, ever were slaves ever at all. Never. They came over from um, France, I believe. Not a historian. Don't yell at me if I say something wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, and this is to diminish like the struggle of, of black Americans in this country. Like I know no. I, like, it's a disclaimer I have to say, but I mean it. And it's like it. I, I I'm not without empathy and I'm not without respect, but it doesn't, it is, it is, I, it riles people up in such a way, the way it's talked about. It makes it sound like if we could go back to owning black people, we would like, that's what, that's how they make it seem. And it's like, back, it's so not that. Back on camera to show my man, main man, Thomas. So intellectuals and race. So what Thomas So's research will tell you, in 19 the 1950s and i keep going back to this is after slavery in the 1950s and we talked about minimum wage a little bit black people and and it's not i don't think it's the whole era but there's certain there are a lot of years where black men and black people were more employed had a lower unemployment rate and a higher percentage of marriages which sounds crazy when you consider the single father problem that's happened in the black or single mother i should say it's mm -hmm. happened in the black community. And to kind of tie up a few things we were talking about, what happened? Minimum wage got raised. And then you had bad behavior subsidized by our government, where they encouraged to this day the uh, creation of more and more single mothers. And I don't and like so, to play this game, but it's almost exclusively from one party. Absolutely it is. And that's the, it is absolutely. And, and it's. Funny, all they want is more government intervention. That's why I got the Time of Soul book. You should check it out. It, it tells you a lot about that stuff. And uh, also, in the intellectuals, it tells you about how these people think because there is that savior God complex. These people are the smartest people on earth, and they're going to set everything right. 
And it's yeah. like, you guys are the ones who cause a lot of these issues. You're the one who encouraged a lot of feminism in the damn black community. I keep saying this. That the feminists have been mad at the black man ever since Gloria Steinem pumped or got pumped and dumped by Jim Brown. And that's a joke. But she, <laughs> but it's true. That's and funny. she, uh, she, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, she ghost wrote the book, uh, The Color Purple. She, uh, that, that's really? kind of a, yeah. People thought, think of it. Was it her? It may not be her. It was, it was a white feminist who ghost wrote it. If it's not Gloria Steinem, it's somebody else. And please correct me in the chat. But yeah. Um, start off as this great black thing, but it was actually a co it was co wrote co written by a white feminist. So there's that. Henry Sherman's leaving. Oh, Henry Sherman. Uh, let me last comment says for about the slave trade about Middle East and people don't know about the slave trade in Mexico too. That's your white fragility talking since you dildo. You're right. Says, My mistake. And Henry Sherman. Yes, of course has to get a move on. Uh, have a good night. Uh, thank you, uh, Henry. You've been here a long time, and I appreciate everyone who's been here. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's absolutely. So cool. It's just so cool to see you guys hanging out. Like it, it's it's wild. Like I, I sometimes I'm just like, what do they like about me? Why? Yeah. Are they? <laughs> like do they? It's always just so appreciative <laughs> that you guys are here hanging out. Well, listen, we're better than Disney Star Wars by a lot. So that's there's that. Yeah. Uh, yes. At some point, every pretty much every race, nationality, group has been enslaved yeah. on some level. And I'm not a, a racism denier. I've dealt with it and it sucks. And but the way they're going about it is not handling it. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. What they're trying to do is use it as a shield for their own own uh, gains of power. As far as this guy right here, this guy's just a grifter. I'm hoping he's completely lying. And looking at him, he doesn't look like a drug user, does he? No. Like he no. just doesn't. There's just something too perfect about his depiction. Like, I, I don't know anyone who drinks that has a perfect relationship with alcohol. I don't know anyone who does. I mean, unless you don't really, unless you do it so casually, it's not yeah. about buzz, you know? It's like you just have wine with dinner like once a month or whatever. But like this guy says he does it like it's just like a routine for him. He's done 10 days in a row he's done heroin. Uh, and, and you know, he's a mild. I'm just like, I just don't believe you. I just, it's no, I've never heard anyone describe it like this. And it's like, so even if maybe you're not lying and it is like a hundred percent true, you might be the anomaly here, dude. Yeah. And it's not enough. And he, he, there's more evidence. I thought he was lying because he, he talks about more shit that he does because this doesn't just stop a heroin. Oh, no. Okay. Oh no. Let's uh skim through some of it. Uh, okay. If you're going, he's this is. He says, by his logic, people are going to indulge. They should try to do it safely. So this is his little disclaimer. If you're going to use opioids, don't use alcohol as a background. A combination in likely increases respiratory depression and death. Yeah, which is why you should probably do opiates in the first place. If also, I don't know if this man's aware. We happen to have a gigantic opioid crisis in this country right now. Yes, we do. And they, they reference it. And it, oh, it, because he does other drugs. It's not just heroin that keeps heart centered. Uh, the professor is a fan of the effects brought in on by MDMA, better known as Molly or ecstasy and methamphetamine. This is where you're like, OK, this is full of shit. A drug that has caused the most over death, overdose deaths in nearly half of the U.S. So not only is he on a casual heroin user, he's a casual Molly and meth head as well. I will say this I am guy. a casual Molly user myself. And I happen to. Yes, I happen to love that drug. I think it's nothing but benevolence and kindness it's a really beautiful thing to do uh it yeah. does have it does have consequences like everything else but it's one of those drugs to me that i never felt compelled to do like 
every month or every weekend. It was just something I would do once a year, maybe. And it was a lot of fun. So I, I don't have a problem with the Molly part of it myself. I see. Uh, Dave Chappelle meme. Anyone got any more of that casual crack? crack? It, well, if we can get that damn vegan um, model bag, maybe we get some more crack, some casual crack. But I don't think it's the same crack. <laughs> um okay i'm not I, i'll never mess the 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 plant and i'm sorry about the little buzzes that are going off i think it's my discord if it's oh okay i wasn't sure if that was me or you yeah yeah i'm like i think that's me and i, I uh i'll just get through it after and so like i'm not a molly guy i'll never really the the, the plant is enough for me i'm not gonna be and but yeah, it's each their own yeah uh, that's why that's why i don't judge what he's doing i don't and I, and I really don't think it it helps to judge it because I think, you know, a lot of people used to judge marijuana and I think most people can handle marijuana. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, most people I know that smoke are, are not, they don't have problems as far as I can tell. Uh, you know, I yeah. feel like more, more people have alcohol issues than, than marijuana issues in my life. So basically what I'm saying is like, it doesn't really, it doesn't help to judge. It's better to use numbers, especially when it comes to like what should be legal and illegal. Um, but I, I just this all so he does Molly, uh, the meth, and heroin. Heroin. And how how is it that this guy is the one guy who can do it without any like negative like repercussions? How how is that? I have no idea. He even found this is where it really gets crazy. He even found pleasure in sm- snorting a version of so called bath salts. Um, a, a, a synthetic, synthetic caffeine. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's been linked to disturbing behavior, such as uh, from barking to breaking into homes. So yeah, the the drug use just sounds so dramatic. That's why I say he's trying to be Hunter S. Thompson. I guess I just feel like, man, I can't imagine. Like this is the this is this is regardless of whether he's lying or not. This is what's wrong with the one of the billions of things that's wrong with the education system is like this professor cares more about trying to sell this book and let every and again i'm somebody who takes the libertarian stance i absolutely believe that decriminalization is a good thing if done properly and not done to encourage more usage but i'm absolutely for decriminalization i'm just not for encouragement either i'm not for um you encouraging behavior that can be detrimental to people that doesn't mean people can't do things safely or on their own time but it's just like Especially this guy, he's just oh, I do Molly, I do hell, and I do bath salts. Meth, I do meth. meth. Casually though, just by the just by the fireplace, I'm, uh, just a, a casual line of heroin in between the arts and sex it keeps me grounded and gives me my work life balance. It's like, are you fucking serious? And he's in his fifties, fifties, fifty four, and looks yeah, looks young. He looks young. This is an old picture. For just from a heart health point of view, doing meth is insane. Yeah. At that age, that is crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, that dude is insane. Yeah, bath salts make you eat people face off. Uh, bath salts are a poison, technically, so is alcohol. Uh, maybe he used real bath salts, like the kind you get bad, <laughs> bad from beyond. Probably. Oh, man, disease. Sorry to hear that. I have seen people firsthand OD on bath salts and K2. Yeah, I don't fuck with that shit either. Yeah, no. can say it ain't pretty. What's K2? Yeah. Is that ketamine? That's the, uh, I think it's spice, the synthetic weed that people were doing. Unless oh, it's something okay. else. That I'm, it, you might be right. It might be. I'm not 
I only mess with weed. Oh, like yeah. allegedly, 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 allegedly. Allegedly. And it's decri- it's decriminalized here anyway, but still, just in case. Right. Just in case. Um the coking dead, yeah. Uh. So yeah, this guy, I think you're right. And I, I question is he just being disingenuous? I, I definitely think um that's probably the case. Because I, I can't imagine somebody able to do, just get away with doing that much as far as drugs. And it's just like, oh yep, I'm able to just lead a normal life and just do a little heroin uh by the 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 fire. I've and, never you know anyone. I've never come across anyone in my life, never heard about anyone who's ever done this. This guy's an anomaly. Honestly, I think this guy is just, just justifying his unhealthy drug habits by by acting as if, oh, I've got it all figured out. Yeah. Probably, and like I said, you know what? If you want to be Hunter S. Thompson to sell your book and just be like, you know what? I'm just a guy who does a bunch of drugs and and just high out of my mind and writing and you know intellectual. Okay, you know that's cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you should be the chair of a of a major university. That's a good. You point. can be. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, if you're going to do that, then you shouldn't you shouldn't publicize it. You shouldn't broadcast no. it. No, or if you want that to be the counterculture guy, that's fine. You know, it's if you're free to broadcast it, but you're just not. You can't do. You can't. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You can't be a heroin user and a, the chair of a profession of of a major university psych department. I just, I'm I'm funny that way. I don't want heroin users, <laughs> being the, 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 especially when you talk about Columbia University, a university that's probably going to write the book on psychology. No, right. I don't want the chair to be on heroin. Um, real yeah, quick. I would, Go ahead. Oh, so I, I would prefer that he's a total square. I on, would as well. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you guys are awesome. I guess the bots. I have to show you the set of the bots because people are. Uh, I got another donation from Ogre Squasher. I wish he would have said something before he left. I need to probably add a message to say something before you left because I'm not going to see it otherwise. Thank you. It was just a donation. He donated ten bucks. I appreciate all of you guys uh, donating. Um, is this the thing that like, cause I, I've seen some streams. I follow this guy, TKS Mantis on YouTube. He's a fallout guy. He's a huge fan of the fallout franchise. Yeah. Uh, and when, when people give him a super chat, some little thing dances on the screen and there's like a little yeah. gift. Is that, I don't know how to do that. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's like through stream elements. So, uh, cause I saw Gary had a thing. Yeah. Right. So is that something that too. maybe stream elements? It's like, a, it, you can, I don't know crossover. I don't know. I honestly, have no I idea. don't know either. I have no earthly idea. And a hell one hundred one. Uh, oh yeah, Ogre Squash. Oh Ogre Squash. This is Ogre Squash. got a bell. Hopefully yeah. you did see that I, I caught your um your super ch- or your donation. And yeah, he's talking about the synthetic weed. And yes, the effects uh, mild, a very I've never mildly. Heard yeah. Godzillionaire says I think you need Stream Elements Pro for that stream elements pro okay 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 vw used just a bigot let him do his drugs with students ff for fuck's sake um listen if he again free country free country libertarian if he wants to that'd be 54 fucking 19 year old heroin okay man live your life just don't want you to be the chair of a major universe. And hey, you're free yeah, to. With I was say, okay, that doesn't mean I have to fucking like it either. Yeah, that's that I thing don't. people forget. It's you know, it's just like okay, cool. No, I I think you should have the right to do it. And additionally, I should have the right to say that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I would. Uh, you know, you have to- it was up to me. I wouldn't have that choice. 
I, would not I do have to be monetized first. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I, I nah, I'm just anyway. No, you're you're. I, I need to shut the fuck up. Um, I really do. I'm, I'm a little antsy. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been really just just going. I'm like, I need to shut up. Uh, do you have Do you have to be monetized first? Now, for the stream elements, you do not have to be monetized. I'm just. I just have. Uh, actually, I have. I'm using uh, Stream Labs, and I'm probably doing this boomer because I think you can check. You can donate through Stream Elements as well. But I'm using Stream Labs to do the donation and then Stream Elements to do the bots. Oh, and okay. I have no idea. Like, I am, this is just me. There's no producer. Hey, no nothing. I made it to 450. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the subskis. And uh, I, I thought that Redshirt just put that in. Thank you. Thanks, Redshirt. Yes. Thanks for the subs, guys. All right. Yeah, if you haven't subbed to Matt already, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Please <laughs> give my man a sub. Uh, get he's it's good that he's at 450. Let's see if we can get him higher, man. Um, we all, we're and all trying to grow. Additionally, it's very uh crucial to sub to me if you like this show because yeah, we go week to week, one week uh, Vidge's channel, the next mine, so on and so forth. Yeah, so next week we will be on Matt's channel to have all this fun all over again. Um, so yeah, same, please sub to Matt. Yeah, That's same bad time, same bad time. Yeah. Uh oh, fit four fifty one. Is that fair? What is it four fifty one? I don't know. Oh, maybe because I just got a sub. Maybe Rob just subbed. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe Robert did just sub. Uh, okay, just let them teach kids how to mainline. <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> Here's how you tie off. Now, Billy, <laughs> Billy, pay attention. Okay, I'm showing you how to shoot up heroin. You don't want to pay attention to this. All right, you're in timeout. You're in timeout. Okay, the rest of these kids want to learn how to shoot heroin. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, man, he uh he said I sub, but I haven't seen the expanse yet. Yeah, and then Matt needs to plug his channel more shamelessly. Yeah, we do need to plug your channel. Shamelessly. Thank you, God, Yes, I should do that. I should make more of the effort. Yeah, I yeah. kind of stopped asking for likes and subs in like my videos and when I show up places, but I've also noticed my subscriber like increased, like kind of leveled off. So I should yeah, I should uh, make be more of a whore. <laughs> yeah, and I get it because like. Cause I'm at a point where I'm like, man, I really want to make sure I'm making good shit for the subs I have. Like, I don't want to have, and I mean, not to go inside baseball. I look at a lot of channels, even channels that I like, and I say, you know what? You don't really have that sub count because I'm looking at who actually interacts, right. and it's not, you know, obviously, you know, your sub count and your your interaction doesn't have to be connected at all. There's various reasons why not, but he's like, you just you feel like a guy that really is at a, a certain level. But has been artificially pumped up, and I don't want to do that for myself. So I am okay growing slow and making sure you guys in the chat like really love being here and really yeah. love what I'm doing, and then growing from there. Then to get like, oh, I got ten thousand subs, but only two hundred of them cares. Like I don't want that. Yeah, I I think yeah, you definitely see, or like maybe sometimes like creators had like a big spike years ago. And then those yeah. people never unsub, but they don't like interact with the channel anymore. Like that could be because I definitely see that. I'm like, you have so many subs, and that many people watch your views. What the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah, and but I keep I, that as well. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I think it's good to like you know gratify your audience, like make sure that they like what you do, keep that connection so that they, they hang around with you. You know what I mean? Like so, you get stuck with someone like Sentient Dildo for years, and then you know you uh, yeah. you grow that way. Yeah. Speaking of friends, Slash McSplitter, hell, man. What is up? I appreciate you being here, even though it's probably closer to the end. 
Yeah, yeah. Was, I, was, I was actually gonna say I gotta wrap it up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I this went way longer than I expected. That's okay. It was uh, fun. Yeah, don't want to beg, man. Yeah, I don't like begging either. Like, even you know, you guys are super chatting. I'm like, do I ask for super chats? Uh, Godzillionaire recently start uh, reading Expanse books. It's cool. Did you ever read the Expanse books? I read one through three. Well, I listened to the audiobook. I can't say I read them, yeah. but I, yeah. I listened to them. Um, yeah, no, that's like something that's come up a lot of like on the channel is like the books versus the show. Uh, they're great. I mean, I think the books are great. The first three seasons of the show are exceptional. Uh, season four is okay. Season five is the most inconsistent thing I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to touch on begging. I don't like begging for super chats and shit either. That feels weird. But at the same time, I've seen like channels. I, I this one channel, he was getting like hundred dollar super chats and not even reading them. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe and just chats, cat. He had to chat, cash app, PayPal, all this other shit, and he's begging the whole time. But people are fucking paying. I'm like, was he huge? Because I've seen some like gigantic streamers, like they're getting so it, much in there, it's impossible. Wasn't massive. Like he had, it was nothing like what Gary has. It was no? much smaller than we get. No, wow, that's he, he cool. had cl- like close to a thousand people in the chat. Not you know a huge amount, big size, but to just not read the hundred dollars super or not even he was like not even acknowledging the super chats. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Holy smokes, that's not cool. No, um, what I really love is YouTubers talk to the chat. It's impossible for Gary, but works here. Yeah, he has way too many at this point. And to be fair, like he, this may sound crazy if you, you just start watching Gary, but like just as recent as a year ago, he would even talk and, and comment on regular chats because there weren't 5,000 people in his streams. There would be like, yeah. you know, sometimes he would have streams where 700 people showed up and that was yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's those you'll days are that. long gone. Late night. You'll see that sometimes if he does one, that's like starts at midnight on the West coast, like, you know, which yeah. he doesn't do but often, but every once in a while he does and you'll see pretty like lower numbers in there, which I always yeah. like. Yeah. A little more intimate. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? There's a few more chats, but uh, if you want to get out of here, we can just go ahead and uh, wrap up the show. Cause as much as I love you guys, you guys chat forever. So every time I catch up, there'll be more. Yeah, I love you guys. This was really cool. No, I, I had a blast, man. This was this was really fun. This was really interesting. Uh, I think it's like I, like we were saying before. Like I, it's thank you for hanging out, listening. Like you know, uh, I think Rob said it was uh, he likes that you know the YouTubers like who engage with the chat. I'll tell you what, man. Like it makes this a lot easier to have a chat it to does. talk to. You know what I mean? And like so, I get as much out of it as as you guys. It's it's fun to you know interact with you, and a lot of you guys are hilarious. So <laughs> there's a lot of really funny chat guys out there. So yeah. I, I think it contributes to the show as much as anything. So uh, thank you for hanging out. Uh, you know, give me a like and a sub if you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's uh, do the plug time. Got to plug your stuff. Gotta All right. I'm Matt with Foulball Productions. Um, we have, I mean, most of the stuff I've been doing recently have been a lot of streams. So doing this stream, we just started this our second week, and we're going to be doing this every week, uh, either my channel or Vidge's channel, like we expo- explained. The other live stream that I really get excited about is the uh, MF for Cocktail Lounge that we do every Friday night starting at 8 p.m. Pacific over on my channel. That's a blast because – that's like a big hang. We get like Jake D comes by, Red Shirt comes by, uh, Lord Thoth. We got Eric K. He came by and ha- was on the chat, and Vidge hangs yeah. out like the whole time. So yeah, we've done a couple six-hour streams. Yeah, almost. 
yeah, those are a blast. You guys should come check those out. And we try to engage with the chat as much as possible. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a fun time. So yeah, that's what, that's what's going on over at foul ball. So come check it out. Yeah. And every now and again, like what happened last week where he got kind of drunk and instead of saying anything, I just got drunker to try to match him. <laughs> so that stuff that also happened. It's a real cocktail lounge. Yes, it is. Uh, Absolutely. I is. thought there was one more comment that was really dope that I wanted to. Oh, so Robert came across a streamer. There's one YouTuber that said, let somebody dates t- donates $20, I'll cut the stream, and he immediately unsubbed. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Ew. What yeah. a douche. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Fuck you. Fine. There's some untitled streamers out there who just think uh, people uh, are old, like they deserve money. I'm not one of those guys, man. I'm, I can't believe I've actually started to get donations and tip jobs. Like, cool. it's crazy. I uh, want Did you watch the Alien, uh, Resident Alien? I don't have Hulu, so I, I'd have to start that back up. Okay. And la- uh, Robert wants to be on. Maybe one day. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's funny. Start. Yeah. Does, does he have a channel? Do you have a channel, Rob? Can you? We can we? Yeah. Like, like audition Robert? yourself. You know. Yeah. What's your? Is your channel just Robert? Because it's going to be impossible to find. If yeah. yeah. Uh, Message us yeah. on Twitter or something like that if you start a channel. Yeah, 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 I'm on. I'm at Twitter. I'm at uh, Vigilante Will thirty four because I can't get the whole Williamson. I'm at Vigilante Williamson on Minds though, and oh, Matt yeah. only does YouTube chat with me. I, it's okay, Matt. Don't hold it in. Sunshine <laughs> dildo. Yeah, because he's he's a good source of uh, comedy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Foulball Film on Twitter. So if you start a channel, whatever message us, man. You know. Okay. Oh, TJ, bro, you're coming right at the end. I hate to see it, but we we have to get out of here. We've gone three and a half hours almost. Ooh. I love all you guys. I appreciate everybody here. So for Matt at Five Pro- Ball Productions, I am Vigilante Williamson. This is the Culture Con- Fighter Show, just the second episode. We will be on Matt's channel next week, so please sub to him so you can see more. And thank you for showing up as many people have showed up. I blame my head, not my heart. So many people were in in the stream today. This is really cool, and I appreciate you all being here. Uh, Everyone have a blessed evening and rest of their day. Peace. Bye.